Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this cold. And yes, the spring is here, but the cold ain't leaving and the snow is back. So let's try to get through the next couple of weeks of March as we got a big storm coming next week as well. But it's a cold day today, so it's a good day to just sit back and listen to the Mojo Sports Show and talk about, you know, of course, NFL free agency. There was a ton of, of a ton of activity over the last few days. As Thursday started the kickoff period to start signing free agents, and it's been a frenzy. We're going to recap everything today. we got PDV coming on, Doodoo Brown coming on. We're going to talk all the football, all the news, all the free agency news, including Brandon Marshall to the Giants. The local will go through the locals first. Brandon Marshall to the Giants, obviously, I have – my opinion on that is I, I was a big fan of the move for the Giants. I didn't like putting Marshall with Beckham. Now there's no, there's no, there's no denying that they're a better team than they were last year. Like getting Marshall over Cruz is a huge upgrade. That on the field, I'm not even talking about on the field. Because on the field, it does help them. But is it going to be offset by the off the field issues? Is the problem? Just you know, we've spoke on this show in the past about Beckham about. Just straighten it out and stuff. And to me, bringing Marshall on this team is not is not the guy you want there. I know what he's saying in the media now, but it's actually almost comical to think Brandon Marshall all of a sudden is this great team guy. Like, if anybody's actually buying what he's saying, I, I don't know what to tell you because you haven't followed Brandon Marshall's career. The guy's full of shit. But listen, on the field at Helson, if he can control, if it can be contained. It'll be a good move for them, although they should have used that money for some line help, I thought. But, listen, he's definitely an upgrade over Cruz. There's no denying that. I just don't know if that, that positive can outweigh the negative of having him near Beckham. So you got a head, you, you got a head case receiver you're trying to straighten out, and you bring another head case. I, that's the issue I have with it. Like I said, as far as a football move on the field, it's a great move. But off the field, my 
be too much to overcome. But we'll see. Maybe it plays out differently. Obviously, the Giants still got other holes to fill, so we're going to see if they do anything else. Obviously, they're up against the cap, so I don't know if they can add any more line help. So we're going to see if they could do that or if they're going to just address it in the draft. But they need a linebacker. They also, what's going on with Hankins? It seems like I've heard like five teams interested in Hankins. So he's probably priced out of the Giant range, especially the Giants up against the cap. So unless the Giants can do some maneuvering, it doesn't look like Hankins will be back either. But we're going to discuss the Marshall move, of course, with our Giant inside of Judy Brown. When he comes on at PDB, we'll get their opinion on that. So the Jets. Now we're hearing Cutler and RG3 to the Jets. We're going to talk about this. Uh, Jets stay away from both of them. They were smart and rebuild the right way. This is another Band-Aid move by the Jets. If you were going to sign Cutler, why'd you cut Marshall? Seriously, if you were going to sign a veteran quarterback, why'd you, stop, why'd you cut your best receiver then? It makes no sense. Really don't. That's why they're the Jets. I mean, they just make these moves. They make a scratch out. And then if they cut all their good players, you know, and you figure Forte's next. He's probably going to be the next one to get caught. And he's got to be frustrated. He picked them last year thinking he had a chance to win. Now they're completely dismantled. He's probably like, what the hell did I do? But if I'm the Jets, they stay far away from Cutler and RG3. And the more I look at it, I think the Jets should draft Delvin Cook personally and uh, try to get that franchise back. That's just my opinion. But we'll see what they do. We have time to talk draft, you know, in the upcoming weeks. But we'll see about that, but a lot of big moves. Obviously, the Patriots made the big Cooks trade yesterday, getting Brandon Cooks for the Saints for a, and a fourth rounder for a first and third rounder. So, great move, and they also obviously signed Gilmore, the corner. So, now we'll see what they're going to do with Malcolm Butler. Is he going to get traded? You know, I heard rumors Miami for a second-round pick. You know, there was a rumor of him getting traded for Brandon Cooks originally, but that didn't happen. So, we're going to see how that plays out. We're going to cover all the free agent moves. Every, we're going to go over every move. Obviously, Jeffrey, just throwing a few out there now. Sean Jeffrey was the big receiver on the market. He signed with uh, the Eagles on a one-year deal, which was surprising. I mean, a one-year deal. You would have thought the guy's going to get four or five years easy. So he signed a one-year, $14 million deal. It's really $9 million with some incentives, $9.5 million with $4.5 million in incentives. So we'll see how that plays out. And obviously, Pryor going to Washington on a one-year deal. So the receiver market really wasn't what everybody thought, right? Even Miami, they kept Kenny Stills, but Stills didn't even get what everybody thought. Everybody stayed 12 million a year. He ended up getting eight. So it's uh, it's it, the market was you know really isn't what it was. Everybody thought it was going to be. Obviously, another big trade was Brock Osweiler. So there, there you go. Cleveland basically. Paying $16 million for a second-round pick, and Houston does a great job of getting rid of him. Now, you know, it's worth the second-round pick to dump that salary for them because now they're trying to position themselves to sign Tony Romo if Romo's released. That's another question. Is Romo going to be released? Is Romo going to be traded? They're trying to trade him. I don't see how a trade's going to work. I personally think, I personally think, you know, that they're going to, end up getting something for him. I mean, not getting something for him, and they're going to have to release him, and he'll get picked up, probably by Houston. I'm thinking he, I think that it's going to be Houston. It's a perfect fit. I mean, you look at it, Houston's got the receivers, Hopkins and Fuller on the, you know, on the outside. He's got Lamar Miller. He's got the number one defense last year. He's got J.J. Watt coming back. Yes, they lost A.J. Bouye to Jacksonville, but definitely a good spot for him to go to. 
So we're going to talk about all the free agent signings. We're going to talk about all the trades. We're going to talk about current rumors. Obviously, the Dolphins were very busy re-signing their own. Rashad Jones, Kenny Stills, and Andre Branch, great job there. Jones, one of the highest-paid safeties in the league now, well-deserved. Then they also added a bunch of good players. I mean, Timmons, Timmons is huge for the line. They added Leonard Hayes to trade, which was a great deal. They added uh, Lawson to tackle from the Bears last year, um, the, the guard, a great move for them. And then Nate Allen, the safety, gives them some depth. You know, I still think they're going to draft the safety. And I, I'm telling you, they're saying everything I'm reading is Gase is smitten with Jabril Peppers and so don't look out for that. That could definitely be a match, Miami and Peppers, if he's there when they pick. But we don't know if he's going to be there. So we're going to cover all that football that's coming up. Also on today's show, we're going to talk some March Madness. We're going to go over the brackets, obviously. The big uh, the bracket challenge is going to start next week. So we're going to, I'm going to send out stuff during the week. Everybody fill out a bracket and send it to me. We're going to have a bracket challenge again. I'll be giving away a cool another cool prize this year. So definitely sign up for the bracket challenge and send me like last year. Send me done the same way. Basically email me or text me or send it to me somehow. Your bracket. You can send it on the show through the show email. However you want to do, you can set, just send the bracket by before. I need it before Thursday at noon. So third, I say Thursday eleven thirty will be the cutoff. You know, and I'll cut people off as far as sending it. So. You know, we'll see what happens there. But we're going to have a nice free prize we're going to give away like we did last year. So that'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to talk some March Madness. We'll talk some bubble teams. We'll see who's on the bubble. We've got the conference tournaments, finals, a lot of final games coming up in the next couple of days. So we're going to we're going to set you up with all that with March Madness. We're also going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk some uh, World Baseball Classic as well. I was watching the USA game last night against Columbia. Great game and in extra innings. USA wins. Adam Jones with the big RBI single. You know, I love how these countries are saying USA comes out there and they don't care. They think they're arid. They don't care. I don't know. If you've seen the end of that game, it looks like USA cared pretty much for me the way they were celebrating on the field. So, again, I just think these people are jealous. They get jealous and they start complaining for no reason, like to just point out things. But now the USA plays the Dominican Republic tonight, which should be a great game. I can't believe it's 6.30 tonight on ESPN, so that's uh, or MLB Network. I think it's ESPN, actually. But uh, that that should be an, that'll be a great game. So, And the Mets and the Yankees are in full, full swing right now. We're going to talk some Mets and Yankees today as well. And also NBA and NHL standings, of course. We'll be uh, looking at some playoff races and stuff like that. So action-packed show today, without a doubt. And, you know, we're going to start off with NFL football, of course, because there's so much action going on. And uh, so I, I, I named some moves that happened. We're going to go over some other moves. And throughout, throughout the whole show, you know, throughout the whole, uh, basically the whole segment, we'll be just going over a bunch of signings, who signed where, and who's doing well for themselves. So, you know, look, uh, so I, I mentioned A.J. Bouye a couple, couple of uh, minutes ago. A.J. Bouye, about five years, $67.5 million with the Texans. So that was a good deal for him. Kevin Zietler, the guard, highest-paid guard ever for Cleveland, five years, $60 million. So, you know, Zietler, he's probably the best guard in the NFL, not named Zach Martin or Marshall Yanga right now. 
he'll give a big boost to Cleveland's interior run blocking, staying in the and he stays in the AFC North and joining former offensive coordinator Hugh Jackson. So it's a good move in there. Ravens re-signed him Brandon Williams, five years, fifty-four million. He became the highest-paid nose tackle in the league. He'll help maintain the strength in a terrific run defense in Baltimore. Stephen Gilmore, obviously five years, sixty-five million to New England. He gives New England options now at both corners with Malcolm Butler in line for an extensive extension. It looks like they're trading him. And Logan Ryan, who's being inked. But if they stand pat, it would be quite a strong duo of Butler and Gilmore. But I don't think Butler's going to be here with Gilmore. I expect Butler to get traded. Like I said, there's been rumors yesterday even Adam Scheffler reported that Miami is talking with New England for a second-round pick. So we'll see if something happens there for uh, Butler. Calais Campbell to the Jaguars, five years, $60 million. He almost changed his mind and went to Denver, but he ended up staying in Jacksonville. You know, he's been a monstrous 6 eight beast as a 3-4 end in Arizona, but he can translate well to remaining a big, nasty run stopper and pass rusher with pop in the 4-3. Jacksonville's front is starting to get scary. Really, is. Jacksonville's doing a great job. Between the secondary, you got to give Coughlin some credit. Coughlin's building a nice team there. Well, Sean Jeffrey, we talked about the one-year $14 million. Part a little perplexed that he only took a one-year deal. But I guess if things work out, I'm sure they'll give him an extension. It's funny, I heard that Jeffrey uh, tweeted or, or texted Wentz saying, I'm going to help you with MVP, and Wentz says, I just want to win the championship. So what, you got to like hear what Wentz is saying there. Obviously, Nick Perry. Resigning with the Packers, five years, $60 million. Perry enjoyed a breakout season as an edge pass rusher after being a steady run stopper most of his career. Given he turns only 27 in April, he's hitting his prime as a more complete defender who fits Green Bay scheme too well to let go. Martellus Bennett signed with Green Bay yesterday, so that's an interesting move there. You know, as I mentioned to Logan Ryan, he signed with the Titans three years, $10 million. So, you know, if they lose him and Butler, they added Gilmore New England, but you know, they might want to keep Butler. Garcon's five years, forty seven million, two million this year he's gonna get. He's a glue guy, you know, he's the type of guy you want around your team, you know, your teammates. So not a bad move there. Deshaun Jackson, three years, thirty five million from Tampa. And that's a big deal there for for uh for Deshaun Jackson. You know, I personally think these I would have went for maybe one of the younger ones. If you're going to give that kind of money, why not go for Jeffrey, you know? That's just my opinion. But but let's see. Who else do we got out there? So we still got Tony Jefferson to the Baltimore. Obviously, Whitworth on Andrew Whitworth to the Rams. Still a lot of good players. Like Hankins is out there. Poe is out there. Two good tackles. So Poe's meeting with the Colts. I heard Miami's lined up to meet meet him as well. Zach Brown's meeting with the Dolphins. I'll tell you, if the Dolphins get Zach Brown, they, they already got Timmons and they got Alonzo. All of a sudden, they go from their linebackers being weak to a very strong linebacking core right there. Barry Church, another guy signed with Jacksonville. So Jacksonville's doing a really good job of building up. I didn't get that Cleveland, they signed Kenny Britt, but they let Pryor go. That I, I don't get at all. Obviously, Mike Glennon's deal with the Bears to me is atrocious. Three years, $45 million. I mean, I don't even know what they're thinking. Corey Smith obviously goes to Philly on a three-year deal as well. Drake Kirkpatrick stays in Cincinnati. 
Now you still have guys like Jamal Charles and Peterson out there. The running backs ain't going anywhere, it seems like. Running backs ain't getting scooped up at all. So we'll see what happens there. I have a feel Peterson's going to end up in New England. I'm just getting a strange feeling there. Dante Hightower is still out there. You know, Hightower, I'm surprised the Patriots ain't keeping him. Or, you know, they may, but I'm surprised. I mean, here's a guy who's been the author pretty much of the two Super Bowl victories. And Hightower is also as much as the best blitzing inside linebacker of football and a leader on New England's defense. would be a great signing for somebody else. I'm surprised New England's not signing him yet. I mean, with all their cap room, you would think New England would have locked him down already, but I guess they're choosing – they're choosing it's the New England way, right? They go in a different way. They accumulate draft picks. And now that they traded picks, you would figure they're going to make a move now to get picks. Now, of course, the big rumor is, as always, the big rumor is the Garoppolo to Cleveland. Cleveland's supposed to be offering a lot. New England don't want to trade. But Cleveland trades a, a first rounder and a second rounder for Garoppolo. I mean, people should get fired. There's no way you could trade that for Garoppolo. There's just no way. It's it, 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 to me, it makes no sense. It's a terrible move, and I, I hope Cleveland don't do it. I mean, just build. You got all these picks. You got nine ones and twos in the next two years. You got 22 picks in the next two years. You have a chance to build a powerhouse the right way. It's all cheap players, but you know, just draft picks you're paying. I mean, you gotta you gotta just have faith that you can make the right picks here, and you know. I don't like the way it started because I don't like the idea that they picked Britt over Pryor, basically, that I, I don't like. So, to me, it's a big worry right now in Cleveland, you know. But to trade those picks for, for Osweiler, that'll be a huge mistake. So, hopefully they don't make that move. Obviously, uh, let's see who else. Julius Pepe is back to Carolina. That, that's an interesting move, along with Matt Khalil going to play with his brother now. In, uh, on the offensive line in Carolina. So, good move for Carolina, bringing back Peppers. Russell O'Kong, personally, the, the O'Kong contract that he signed to me is, is the most ridiculous. I, listen, the guy, the guy is clearly, clearly on the decline. Like, clearly, this performance has dropped off. Four years, $52 million is just a ridiculous deal in my mind. And then Jonathan Cyprian, Signed uh, Ronald Leary, the guard on Dallas signs. That I'll tell you one thing. You see, whether you see an eight-year deal, so a guy leads Dallas for eight million a year, and meanwhile Dallas's offensive line is not even touched by it. That's amazing. That that's truly amazing. How a guy like you can lose a guy an eight million dollar a year guard, and it don't even affect your team. That's how good of a line that Dallas has. It's scary, actually. Let's see who else, anybody else. we still got some, you know, Brian Hoyer, obviously, now Cleveland. I mean, obviously, uh, the 49ers taking Brian Hoyer now. So they're, they're naming him their starter. I don't see that as something that's going to last. You know, he's just a, you know, a nice little short-term stopgap, but you don't want uh, Brian Hoyer as your quarterback. They really want Cousins, Cousins to say he'll never sign a long-term deal with Washington. And next year, I don't think Washington can even franchise him anymore. So next year, Cousins could just leave. So that's why it might have been smart for them to just cut the guy now because you're taking a big risk, really big risk you're going to lose the guy at this point. So 
We'll see what happens there. And obviously, Chandler Jones signed a huge extension, five years, $83 million, $53 million guaranteed, so a great deal for Chandler Jones. Just looking at Glennon's deal, though, three years, $45 million, man. That's, that's, that, that's a painful deal to look at. It really is. I mean, you got to wonder, you know, Danny Woodhead to the Ravens, just throwing some signings out there before we talk about it with Zulu uh, uh, Brown, PVV, who are coming on shortly. Still come back to Miami, like I said, four years, $32 million. Corey Smith is three years, $15 million with the Eagles. So Vernon Davis re-signed with Washington, three years, $15 million. Deion Sims of the Bears, three years, $18 million. Nice to see him get paid. Obviously, Miami couldn't give him that, but it was nice to see him. Obviously, Okung, we talked about four years, $53 million to by the charges. You know, you know I, just, I, I, I think his play is, is, is dropped, Okung. Listen, he's a good tackle. Obviously, any team could use a nice tackle, but four years, $53 million is a lot of money. So we'll see how that – hopefully that works out for them, but we'll see. Khalil, we talked about five years, $55 million with the Panthers. George's brother, Ryan. Let's see, Larry Warf- Warford, the guard, signed by the Saints, four years, $34 million. The Saints is a team I'm trying to figure out what the hell they're doing because, you know, I, I can't for the life of me. So I'm going to hit the phone lines right now. I got the man, the big weenie, what's going on? Mojo, what's up? Good morning, man. Good morning, man. What's going on? Eh, not much. I heard, uh, heard you talking some NFL. I wanted to talk to you about uh, some of it. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? No, actually, I wanted your opinion on a couple of different things. First, I'll get to my Giants. Um, you know, I guess first reaction is a Giants fan. You, you know, it's... it's uh, it's it, it, it's what most people would say about it. It's you know they have other needs that they continue to ignore. I mean you know they have they have a serious problem at, at at tackle and left tackle and I don't know if that was a pressing need for them. And you know knowing what they're going through with uh, Odell, you know do they really need another head case? Uh, you know a long a long time head case right next to them. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, well, that's I guess you know, that's the thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like they brought in like, you know, a model citizen to kind of like maybe he could have a, a, a positive influence on him. I guess I'm hoping as a Giant fan for it to work um, the other way, for it to go where these two are out to prove everybody wrong, and that that's the only way it's going to work. That's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, I agree. I, I listen. I I. Listen, from a football perspective, it's a great move. Obviously, it's a big upgrade from Victor Cruz. It's not even close. Right. From, from just the sheer football perspective, when you look at, you know, what he's capable of, a big nice target for Eli. Target, you know, yes. He gives Eli yes. that big target where Eli can throw it up and he can jump, jump people, big body. Listen, it's definitely a good football move, but – is it going to affect? Is it going to hurt more off the field and affect everything else that they're trying to do? There's a lot yeah, of right. ego there, but Marshall and Beckham, a lot of ego. Oh my God, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. You know, I I just find it funny now that that you have Marshall coming out and actually trying to act like Mr. Teammate now. It's actually comical. Like he's coming in the media acting like he's this model citizen all of a sudden. Yeah, but I mean, let me let me ask you this. I, I mean, that you know, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it was Marshall was on the Dolphins, right? Didn't he have that whole thing yeah. with the GM on the Dolphins? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he had, okay. he had, he had the same thing, okay. had thing too. He had, the, he had some mental disorder he had. You know, that well, he right, he had some kind of personality disorder. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So he, he, like, straightened it out. Like, he got better with that. That he did. You know, because earlier in his career, he used to get into stupid trouble, like, earlier in his career. Right. Right. So, you know, he definitely straightened that out. You don't hear him get into any off-the-field stuff anymore. Now he's just a headache inside the locker room. Now, the thing with Marshall is the first year, he's usually well-behaved wherever he goes the first year. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's, 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 year that's, that's when it, it comes out. Right, right. Okay, well, listen, thing, like you said. My other thing is, too, Craig, is that, you know, they get so much against the cap is that to waste money on a position that really wasn't a big, big need, when they, when no, it wasn't a question because the rookie, the rookie did pretty good last year. You know, you would hope he'd be one year better. You know, Shepard. Yeah, no, Shepard's really good. And listen, they have, yeah, he looked really good. Shepard now they got a great three receivers. I mean, you know, a nice receiving core. But you know that works. You know, exactly. Hey, hey, you know what, Mojo? I remember saying the same thing about. Beckham, Cruz, and Shepard. Like, oh, my God, how are teams going to deal with, uh, yeah. you know, and now if they double-team now if they double team, uh, Odell, you know, Cruz is going to have a field day. Okay, maybe some of that is a result of Cruz just not being the same player. You know, he's, he's certainly a serviceable receiver at this point. I would think Marshall's, you know, a certain upgrade from that. But you know what? I've heard this all before. It means nothing if you don't give Eli time because – you know, there's no nothing. We're not learning anything new with Eli. Eli's a pocket quarterback, and if he doesn't have time, it's a mess. It's a mess. He's not a guy that can create. He's not a guy that's going to roll out and hurt you. He's not a guy that's fast on his feet. I mean, you know, a lot he has of his capability. This is like a West Coast offense. It's really, you know, it was implemented with Aaron Rodgers, who could move around. You know what I mean? Who could right, get out of Right, right, exactly, exactly. So the thing I is, was thinking because you know, Eli's getting older, and to take all, you know, to keep taking hits, he's been durable his whole career. He never misses a game. But as you get older, you keep taking those hits. You know, you don't want to keep taking these big hits. As you no, older, no, no. You're, pre- you're pressing, you're pressing your luck with that. And I'm thinking that has everything to do with why they signed that that blocking tight end. It's almost like they're adding another piece to the offensive line. That's what that guy's all about. He's almost going to be like an extra offensive line. Four and a half billion dollars for that guy where, you know, that money could have been used somewhere else, I think. You know? Well, I just don't think they're addressing the needs that that they should have been addressing. They need a lineman. They need more than one lineman. They need linebackers, you know? But now comes the question, do they try to free up space by getting rid of, like, a Cromartie, the DRC or something like that? So that's that's the next question. I guess you got to see the finished product to really be able to judge it all. But yeah. it's a little head it's a little head scratching where the product is right now. I will say that much. But I also gotta ask you about the Redskins. What the hell's going on over there? It's I just bizarre. I mean the fact that they one they can't come to an agreement with cousins. It looks like that marriage is gonna end after this year no matter why. And then, Yeah, it really does. I mean how and how would they let that happen? I mean and, and, and now the GM, the GM, something, the shit with the GM going on, and it's just they're a mess. It, they're a complete they're a mess. mess. Right now. It's amazing. And what do you think about what the Jacksonville's 
What do you think about what Jacksonville's been doing? They look like they're looking like yeah. they're going to be have to take, be taken seriously. Yeah, I think uh, you got to give uh, you got to give credit to uh, Coughlin. He's doing a great job over there, He's building a powerful defense right now. And, you know, they got offensive weapons, so. You know, he's building his defense. You know, if, if Portal could take the step next year at quarterback, you know, Jacksonville could definitely fight for a playoff spot next year. Well, that was so my next really question. Up their defense. What's your opinion about that? What's your opinion about Bortles? Is, is Do you think he's a guy that could be a franchise quarterback? Well, I think you, he could or, be a or you haven't seen enough? I think he could be a good quarterback. I don't know how good yet. That's the thing. Is will he be right. that elite right. guy? Like I thought last year was the year he was going to make that leap, and he didn't. He took a step back last year. So then now, right. now you got to worry. Is he going to? You know, is he going to take that step forward now too? You know, that's the big worry. Yeah, you I know? mean, I guess he still has. You know, he still he could still prove every, to to everybody that he has what it takes to take a step forward. I think there's still yeah. he still has the potential. I think the, yeah, the 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 book's still out on him. Yeah, I agree. And do you see um do you see Cutler coming to the Jets? What do you see the Jets doing? Oh, I can see Cutler or uh, Cutler or RG three on the Jets or something without a doubt. And I think it's a bad move. I think the Jets should be looking to just start over right now. You, you know, know, you cut I, all these guys. I heard start over. I, I heard Fred talking about it yesterday, and the fans pretty much across the board. You know, they call in and they say the same thing that you did. You know, from a fan perspective, hey, listen, they're obviously in rebuild mode. So so why why bring Cutler or RG3 in? Let Get Petty out there, you know, and um, I forgot the name of the third string guy that they say is nowhere Hockey near ready. Yeah, yeah. you know, let Hockey him be bird. the backup. But, you know, they still do really have to sell a product, even if you are in rebuild mode. Could you... It's easy for a fan to say, don't do it, but are you going to go to the games with Petty at quarterback? Is it going to make a difference? Could you, if Cutler's the quarterback, will, will that sell tickets? Is that really I the difference? I people going there and just booing Cutler. Uh, you know, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But to make no sense, you're right. if you were going to bring Cutler in, why did you get rid of Marshall? Then you should have kept Marshall if you were going to bring a veteran quarterback in. That's, that's true, too. That's true, too. Especially Marshall and Cutler like each other. They played with each other in right. Denver and my head. Yeah, the, right. Right. They have the history. Now, so, I don't yeah. understand what Cleveland's the Jets. doing. The Jets. What's, I don't understand, what, for the life of me, what Cleveland's doing. Yeah, you know. Didn't they sign well, Os- Osweiler? Well, they traded for him to get a second-round pick. Now they're trying to dump him and pay half of the salary so they only got $8 million on the books as opposed to sixteen. The thing is with Cleveland is they have so much cap room, they could absorb that for this year. Oh, the thing okay. Is, is that, okay. In my opinion, if I'm Cleveland, I just let them play for this year. Hold them. You got the second rounder. You don't have any other quarterback on a roster, so you might as well just let them play. So Nate, you know, listen, he's a guy who has – I don't think he's good, that good, but – you know, he did sign a big contract, and he was highly thought of. So, if you're going to go trade four picks for an unproven Garoppolo, why not just give Osweiler a chance at that point? You know, you already got him. So, so that trade didn't happen with Garoppolo? What? That trade didn't happen with Garoppolo? No, not yet. They say New England don't want to trade him, but I think it's just Belichick pos- Belichick's posturing for a mugging, personally. Because you know, I, <laughs> well, I heard on the news yesterday, like, Garofalo tweeted 
like was saying goodbye to the Boston fans or something. Like something was done. No, they said his account got hacked. No. Oh, okay. Oh, God. That he didn't send it out. His account was hacked. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's, that's like the new thing now. Whenever anything's out in the public, oh, my account got hacked. You know what that? That's like very <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. People's it. accounts are getting hacked all over the country now. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you that's know, what you do. It's you know, you the have Russians, a bad reaction to something. It's the Russians. It's the <laughs> you Russians. have a bad reaction to something. You post, say, "Hey, I didn't do that. Somebody hacked my account." Yeah, so they have my account. Yeah, if you're mad about something, you post something. You can regret it five minutes later and just say somebody hacked my account. <laughs> so, what do you think it's of amazing. also uh, Bennett? Bennett went to Green Bay, right? Yeah, Bennett to Green Bay. I was a good move for the Packers. I mean, just what they need with all the three outside receivers. Now they get the big tight end. I've always been a little confused about him. Like, you know, he, he's a good tight end, he, and and yet he's a journeyman. You know, he's never. Yeah. In, you know, he doesn't stay in one spot for long. Because I did hear that when he was on the Giants that he wears out his welcome fast. And apparently, there must be something to it. There must be something to it. Yeah. No. Without a doubt. There has to be because there has seems to be. I mean, he's good. and the way when yeah, nobody seems to want to they let him go. Yeah, so they that tells you Wayne something. Allen, and then moved on. You know. Yeah, that tells you something. Well, listen, so, Mojo, have a great show today. I was just so wanted to check in, say hi. Thank you. The no, show thanks as always. Calling. I appreciate the call. In. Thank you. Of course, man. And uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. Before man. I let you go, what do you think of the match? You know, I. I I think Harvey. I, I think Harvey's the key to for, for, to a great season. You know, I think I, I think the Mets are in are poised with their pitching. You want to see what these other two pitches are made up that came up big at the end of the year last year, and you know, people forgot all about Montero. They're very deep with pitching, but I th- I, I think they're going to be fine because of the pitching. Pitching takes you very far. Um. But I think Harvey's the difference between them being really good and being a contender to, or to being a dominant team. If Harvey can stay healthy and, and have a 200-inning season, they could be scary. They could be scary. He could be, the, he could be the number three. He could be the number three. I, I mean, that, that is scary. That's scary. That is scary. So, you know, Max, yeah. I'm, I'm a little hesitant because of the health issues, and I'll look at it as – It'd be great to get 20 starts out of him, but if the Mets find a way to keep Max and Harvey on the field, on the field, the Mets could just flat out be dominant. They could. Yeah, I mean, Syndergaard's throwing 100 in spring training, and the Grom's throwing in the high 90s, so they got to be very happy with their seeing right now. They're they're in a great position to keep those arms in good shape because they're so yeah. deep with pitching. I hope they're smart enough to. Skip a start here with the Grom, here and there with the Grom. Skip a start here yeah, and there yeah. with Max. You know, man, well, they, got the now. they got the depth with Gisellman and Lugo, not even in the rotation, it looks like. They got these guys they can plug in, you know, when they have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Wheeler so, really I, good, too, they're saying. I mean, what a great spot to be in. I hope this manager's smart enough to. To know how to manage these all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, You know, I'm not going to put Harvey. You know what? I'm not going to let Harvey's temper tantrums or anybody else's demands affect the way I plan on managing my team. And and I and 
the season being as long as it is and arms being as delicate as they are these days, skip a sp- start here, for, here and there for those guys. I, I, I think in the long run it's going to pay off. And save those arms for September, you know? I agree. I agree. Any question marks? You can make the run with these guys, you know? Without a doubt. Keep, keep those main arms healthy. Let me see more of Lugo and Geltzman in, 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 the, in you know, the beginning of the summer. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah. Save those big, big arms for the end of the year. And whatever question marks they have out in the lineup, I think those things will sort themselves out because they, they – they, you know, Cespedes is that kind of player where he does make the lineup – every mess there knows what the lineup is with him and without him. I think, I think Conforto, you have to let him play. Let him struggle. Let him bat against lefties. The whole bit. Just commit to Conforto. They have to I commit agree. to Conforto. Um, the only way they're going to do that is if they trade somebody. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's too many bodies. There's too many bodies. And Bruce is having a big spring, so you know, to me, Graham. Yeah, well, you know, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, but you know, he is. I, I don't know how much of you, you know, you uh, believe in like leadership and team chemistry. He is such a big part of that locker room. Yeah, no, you I know. know. Unless you, yeah, so he really is. To see how, how they do this. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I'm obviously excited of- about the season. Yeah, me too. They got a couple of weeks to figure it out, so I'm sure they will. And you know, yeah. we'll see. And, you know, injuries, injuries always re- injuries always rear their ugly head, though. You know that. I agree. So we'll see. Uh, all right, Mojo. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Have I a good appreciate one. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. You too, man. Bye bye. Thanks to Big Weenie calling in, talking some football and baseball. It's always always great to hear from him. Now we're gonna bring in the. The man in the middle. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game. And how you play it, all about your drive If you can take it, all about your stand If you can play it, it's all about pain And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder, ready to run Like a cleaner bitch from a smoking gun I am the game, and I may do to move on out here and die like a fool Trying to Welcome to the show, PDD. What's up, Pete? What's happening, pal? How you doing? 
What's up, man? And Doodoo Brown, what's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on, man? What's going what's on, doing? guys? Nothing. So, Free agent so it's frenzy. been a frenzy the last couple of days. Petey. Yeah. Petey, what do you think, Pete? What's going on? Let's start off with let's start off with the first move, the giant move, the Brandon Marshall move. Pete, I haven't talked to you about it. What do you think? What's your take on it? Well, first of all, you're not he's not the he's not the number three wide receiver. He's the he's the number two wide receiver. Yeah, he's not run, he's not he's not running the same routes that uh Victor Cruz is gonna run. You're gonna see you're gonna probably see Shepard and, and Beckham alternate in, from the slot and uh you know, those are the guys taking Victor Cruz's uh reps. It's not gonna be Brandon Marshall because he's pretty much a one dimensional outside receiver. He can't run those routes. If he tries to run from the um if he tries to run those routes from the from the slot, he's going to get jammed at the line of scrimmage because he's just too big and too, you know, not the fastest guy in the world. So you, you, what you're going to see, what you're going to see, rather than the Giants, you know, wait, you know, taking a, a draft pick and putting him out there, they, they, you know, they sign Brandon Marshall because it takes a little longer. Especially, you're not going to draft the Giants aren't going to draft a wide receiver in the first two rounds. So, you know, you're not going to get that uh, that blue chipper like they did last year with Shepard. So you're going to see. Shepard and, and uh, Beckham alternate from the slot and take – those are going to be the guys that really take uh, Cruz's uh, routes. And you're going to see Marshall as the number two outside flanker guy. So, you know, it's a good move. I mean, he, he, he hasn't been the biggest winner. You know, I don't think he's ever played in a playoff game. And he's always – He hasn't. Always, uh, yeah, he hasn't. And he's always involved in weird plays, whether it's lateraling, lateraling the ball or, uh, you know uh, – just you just see him involved in crazy plays. So I mean, listen, he he's a decent player on the field. He's a little older. You're not the fastest guy in the world, but you know what? I guess if you're looking at a one, it's not a two year contract. If you're looking at a one year one year stopgap. I guess you could do uh, you know, you could do much worse. Do you think do you think it's going to affect any issues off the field? To me, that's uh, my I think on the field, Marshall will be fine. I think it's off the field to me is the concern there. Well, basically off the field, all he does is do his silly little show, his football show, and, uh, you know, that's it. He's basically preparing for his life after football. So, I mean, you know, as long as he can, you know, he's really not the worst guy in the world. I mean, you know, he had his issues with the Dolphins, and, you know, since then he's uh, pretty much corrected but them. You know, he, really, his main issues yeah, were like Denver. Answer. Denver was his worst, he is. So he oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually didn't think he was too bad in Miami. I don't. He didn't really get into much trouble in Miami. He actually was fine there. I actually, when they made that trade back then, I thought it was stupid when they traded him for two third rounders. But he did have issues in Chicago as well though, after that. But he wasn't good with yeah, the Jets. He didn't have he, any issues with the Jets. He's really not the guy who gets caught with like a pound of weed in his trunk or something like that. You know, he's not. He's not one of those guys. He's. You know, you don't you don't hear about him getting in like you know like every other week getting in trouble. So you know he's not the worst guy in the world. I mean, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. He did. I'm sorry, he did straighten that out. Remember, early in his career, he got into a couple of altercations and clubs and stuff. But he has straightened out. He hasn't got into any off the field issues in a while. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What do you think, John? Well, the way I look at it, I agree with Pete. He's not a slot receiver. They didn't bring him in for the slot. They're going to use Odell and Shepard, and and like Pete said, they need a red zone target. He's a veteran who could step in right now and a proven veteran. 
you know, they're not going to address a wide receiver in the draft. They have other needs, as we know. Um, he's saying all the right things. Listen, here's a guy with a giant ego saying he wants to be the number two. And the Giants normally stay away from character issue guys. So I'm sure they kick the tires on this. And, you know, and the fact that he signed as soon as he can says that he really wants to be there. Maybe he's matured. Maybe I'm being optimistic. But uh, like Pete said, it's basically a one-year deal. What do they got to lose? You, you, you can always cut them after the year. It don't work out. Goodbye. You know. But the second year's not guaranteed, right? I forgot how much is guaranteed on the second year. It's not even that much. Like it's not. They, they, they really got nothing to lose. They'll cut them. You know. Yeah, and, and and they're knocking on the door. I mean, he brings a lot to their offense, man. I mean, he. You know, he he's another big threat. I, I, I mean. Yeah, last year everybody was but saying they're going to use Cruz, him probably Odell. in the Burris role, right? They're going to try to use him in the Burris role. Yeah, exactly, role. exactly. He's but he throw it up, and he, and he throw it up to him in traffic, and he brings it down. That's what they're right. going to try to do. Right. Now, last year, you know how everybody was talking about? Oh, they got Odell, Shepard, and Cruz, but Cruz didn't really play in two years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Cruz, ain't, know, Cruz ain't even close to Marshall, in my opinion. No, he's, he's not. not. And 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 Marshall, talent wise, Marshall, not. right. And Marshall has produced, done nothing but produce his whole career. He's probably one of the best wide receivers of the last 10 years on bad teams. So oh. here he is. You know, he's going to a contender now. Now, I know all the Giant fans are screaming for the offensive line. I know we need offensive line help, but there's nobody out there. They weren't throwing all that money at Whitworth. He was the best guy out there, and he's on the wrong side of 30, and he got a lot of money. All these guys get a lot of have, money. The Giants money don't anyway. have it. Yeah. Right. And you know what? These are the guys you don't want to throw that kind of money at either. Just because you need offensive line doesn't mean you overpay for bad offensive linemen. You know what I mean? So they're in a tough spot. You know, I mean. They're going to have to draft more you know, early, I, maybe first round. Yeah. I, I don't think the offensive line solution was there for them in free agents anyway. It, it wasn't. It's not like it was like, oh, they chose Brandon Marshall over offensive line. They didn't because they, they, it wasn't there. And this they weren't GPP tag. Six million a year anyway. No, they weren't anyway. And, and tagging G, JPP kind of, you know, put them in a tough spot. Trapped in the yeah, agency trapped. overall. You, you know, so, you know, I have faith. I mean, I'm optimistic about the Marshall signing. I, I think, you know, maybe, I mean, this might be wishful thinking, but maybe he could be a positive influence on Odell because he is a guy who was a head case himself. And maybe – he could tell Odell about his mistakes and like, dude, don't do this. Don't do that. Like I saw an interview with him and they asked him, they said, if you were on the team last year, would those guys be on the boat? He said, no. Now for what it's worth, yeah, knows, you don't know that would he be true. able to he stop might have been on the boat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I got to say but, one thing about Marshall. He was surprisingly a good soldier with the Jets. Like I thought he was last year, he would melt down and he did last year. Right. right. I think yeah, maybe he's year, maturing. He with the losing last year, I thought he would have melted down. Plus, he has a show in New York, and he wanted to stay in New York as well. And he wanted to right, be a team that right. is going to be in the playoffs most likely. So Right. And the Giants are, are just a different organization than the Jets. We all know this. You know what I mean? It's just head and shoulders above Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe, like, you know, a, a better atmosphere will, will bring, you know, a better attitude. And I, I think he's going to come here, and I think he's going to do well. Uh, you know, here's a guy he's never played in a playoff game. He's hungry. You know what I mean? That's why he came to the Giants. He knew he was getting less. It worked out great for him. Like Pete said, he's setting up his life after football. You know, this guy got – it sounds like he's got his head screwed on straight. It all makes sense, right? You know? But I guess we'll have to wait. Yeah, I guess time will tell with that, right? Time will tell. And listen, worst case, dude, they cut him after the year. Goodbye. That's it. You know, it's not like 
they locked this guy down to some huge contract. Like, oh no, you know, they, they really, if you ask me, I think the Giants got nothing to lose here and, and all to gain. It's I, I don't. Really I just think, think they had move. all the holes to possibly fill. You know, they're, they're, well, they're with who? Have to fill them all the way, and they might have to. Do no, I need to clear tap space now. But, but you know what? They gave him that you could say. But they gave him six billion, and they gave that tight end four and a half million, which I didn't get that deal at all. Right. And, well, you know that's it's, ten and a half million dollars. Basically, going to be ex- something with. All right. You know, who? Who are they getting? Is the, who's out there though? And the guy, the guy, well, like the a guy like Whitworth, Ellison. he got ten, eleven million, right? And you, you, I remember you saying you wanted Whitworth during the week. I right? did want Whitworth. I did, but you know maybe he wanted a low. You know I don't think they could have gave. I, by the Rams, they couldn't have did that. Even if they didn't sign Marshall and Ellison, they couldn't swing that deal. And, and Guy Ellison is basically their plan for him. Is he's an extension of the O line. He's a blocking tight end. That's his mo. You know they're going to use slash blocking tight end. And you know those aren't picks pickups. You know what I mean those pickups. You got to look and say, oh, wow, yeah, for me the move. problem you know, is but, they got to move Flowers to the right side and get a left tackle. That's my opinion. They do. No, they do. They do. But you know what? As bad as Flowers played last year, they're not going to give up on this guy. You know what I mean? He had a good rookie season. He did terrible last year. No one could deny that. You know, you got to think all this talk and stuff, well, you would hope. Maybe he turns it around. I don't know. They still need O-line help anyway. Yeah, so we'll see what they do next. Now, let me ask you guys. Let's see. Let me ask you guys about uh, so the Jets. Uh, is, is a color RG three going to be a Jet Pete? Oh, good God, no, no color. He would be a disaster here in uh, New York. If I was the Jets, I'd sign, I re-sign Geno Smith, give him the keys to the car for the year, then draft the, uh, then draft the kid out of USC. I mean, if that's the way, uh, if if uh, if, if you're, you're going to have to work right, right. You know what? I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even do that. I would I would just go into camp with Petty and Hackenberg, let them duke it out. Whoever wins, see what you got. Because guess what? Say you get Cutler, RG three. No matter who you bring in, what's the difference? They're going to go from three wins to five wins. They, they, they the the whole team sucks. There's no quarterback that's going to any quarterback right now might be the difference of two wins. And now guess Pete, what? That Pete. two wins that two wins may be the difference of the first pick or the seventh pick. Yeah, no, it's true. You, you Pete. know, Pete, if you would yeah. get. If you were the Jets, where would you go with that sixth pick? Which direction? Well, I'm going to go beat best play available. You know, minus all the running backs, I'm not taking a running back. Jets, you know, Jets are, uh, you know, Jets aren't a running back away from. Uh, would you take a quarterback there if you were the Jets? Or no, no oh, way. Oh, oh, no, good God, no, uh, no, no way. Would you trade down? Would you trade down? I mean, that's what I would do if I would trade down. I, but. You know, this is supposed to be a really good defensive. Defense. If I'm if I'm the Jets, maybe they take a you know a D lineman, one of those guys from Clemson, or or Jonathan Allen if they're fortunate enough to be uh, if he's on the board when they pick. I doubt he's going to be on the board, but uh, if he's on the board, maybe one maybe one of those Alabama guys. You know, this is you know this is supposed to they cut Revis, their secondaries in shambles. This is a, a very strong draft for uh, secondary help. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe I take one yeah. one of the secondary guys. You you can't you can't draft the quarterback in the first two rounds for the third year in a row. You can't because then you no, just you can't. You just you, you look can't. bad. 
you, yeah, you, you got a three-ring circuit. The next quarterback, quarterback the next quarterback I'm drafting, if I'm the Jets, is Sam Donald, and if next year and next year's draft. But uh, they got the tools. I hate to say it, but they, the Jets fans, be patient for one year. I mean, you know, you don't normally see NFL teams tank it. It's hard to tank it because. Uh, you know, like, you know what, though? I bet your Jet fans would be all for it. If you ask a Jet fan, they're, they're not stupid. They see the writing on the wall. This team's terrible. I'm sure yeah. they'd all be all for it. And, and you know what? They yeah, could always take a quarterback is. next year. If not Darno, someone else. See what you got and the two guys well, you got the guy already. Be this is still a year for the Jets to tank it now. I, mean, I agree with Pete, though. I, 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 would, I would trade down if I was them. Because they Me have – there's I nothing they don't need. There's nothing they don't need. I Look agree. at the O-line, the D-line, the secondary. There's nothing they don't need. You might have a team like Cleveland who might want to trade from 12 to 6 to get a quarterback, right? Right, right. I could see that. Like you might want to have that, to get and they have all those extra picks. And they have all those extra picks, Cleveland. So the Jets could get something out of that. Right. That's something the Jets could consider. So let me ask you, Pete, yeah, also, I, think... I want to ask you about the Cooks trade. What did you think of the Cooks trade, Pete? Well, to me, Cooks is in a – to me, everyone's saying New England fleece New Orleans. I think it's the other way around because, to me, Cooks isn't the type of uh, wide receiver you ever see flourish for New England. I mean, New England's more of a dink and dunk, throw the ball, two, two, uh, throw the ball uh, eight yards down the field. I mean, that's not Cooks' game. He's, uh, he's more of a stretch the field. I mean, the, I, I can't remember. If you think about it, what was the last time? I can't remember. I can't ever remember New England having a – a, a speed wide receiver. They usually have these big lumbering guys or uh, or quick guys like Edelman, you know, that flourish in that yeah, offense. Mark, I mean, Mark is probably his only stud guy like that, you know. Yeah, yeah but you know what? Guy. We all know Belichick will make it work, though. You know, he will. You know, and for him to give up picks, uh, I'm sure he's got a plan. He, the thing is, is Belichick going to pay you know, Cooks next year? But is Belichick going to pay Cooks what he's going to want as a free agent next year? That's another thing. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. But but the Saints need to reload anyway, right, Pete? That's what you're saying, too, about getting the two picks, the one and the three. Yeah, the Saints got to rebuild. It's over. It's over, you know. They got to rebuild defensively, the Saints. No. But they got a guy like Breeze saying, like, what are you doing, right? Unless they should trade Breeze if they were smart, maybe. Well, Breeze shouldn't be a pig and take a pay cut, and you know maybe they'll be able to build a team around him instead of making thirty-two million dollars a, a year. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. He's got no, no, nothing to complain by himself. Complain about his team being bad by himself. You, you got to take a pay cut. All, all franchise quarterbacks. You know, take pay cuts and want want a team built around them. You know, you just you can't have it both ways. I mean, if if you, if you're gonna if you if you want to win, sure, you know, take a pay cut and see what kind of team your GM could be build around you. But then you can't go spouting off to the press when you're making thirty two million dollars a year. Take it off. That's a good that's a good percentage of the cap. I think the you know that's a pretty pretty big chunk of the cap he's taking there. You know you, you could you can live on twenty million a year. You could take a little bit of a pay pay cut, but uh. Yeah, he's you know. made money, and it's not not like this is his first contract either. You know he he, he has made money. And what do you think of Gilmore, New England signing Gilmore as well? <laughs> the rich get richer. <laughs> yeah. But now they're well, talking pretty- about. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's going to be the trade-off. They're going to sign Gilmore and maybe move one of their other 
there are other D backs, defensive backs. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, they they must have saved like a million dollars. Um, they the penny pinching uh, penny pinching pads. Yeah, but no one does it better. You know. You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna end up mugging Cleveland for Garoppolo? They do cheat. Yeah, right. I mean, if Cleveland, Cleveland, anything less than a fourth round that you give up for for that scrub, you gotta have your head checked. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. I can see a third. I can see a third. Not hiding that. I see a third. They supposedly offered two twos, Cleveland and New England. Yeah, well. Well, New England's no, being green now. If they that. said no to that, I mean, they should be jumping on that. Well, yeah, uh, it's the 2-1, they said. Yeah, get the hell out of here. They're it's, hijacking Cleveland as we speak. <laughs> they, they, they're just, you know, up in the ante waiting. They're playing them. Cleveland's getting played right now. Cleveland, Cleveland's in the same position the Jets are, in my, uh, in my opinion. The next quarterback they should be scouting is uh, Sam Donald. I mean, uh, right? Yeah, and they'll be bad enough too. They'll be bad enough. That's what I'm saying. They're putting a good. They're in that position there where where you where they're set up really to to basically battle the Jets for the for you know for the next franchise quarterback. I mean, and if you don't take advantage of it and you trade for a two big quarterback like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean. You deserve you deserve to be four and four, four and twelve every year. I mean, yeah, every, and what, let's say you like get Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to look the same in the Brown offense as he did in his New England offense. And what did he look like in the New England offense? I'm sorry, I agree. I didn't see nothing special. I, I, I didn't see nothing special, but I don't know. Everybody he played, he played two and a half games. I don't get and it. Got knocked out by two. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody's in love with this guy. I don't get it. Like, he doesn't have the body of work where you could say, yeah, no, you know what? He does look good. I, I, what the hell did he do? I, I don't see it. So, so what do you think of the Brock, Brock, uh, Osweiler trade? What do you think of Cleveland paying $16 million for a second rounder? Yeah, that's oh, what I'm scratching my head about. Right there. If they start him, they're positioning themselves to, to, to draft Sam Donald. I mean, you put a – Put a tug like, uh, they could have positioned themselves without him, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could have did that with Cody Kessler. Well, yeah. Well, you mean you get a second rounder, though. To, to, you know, to no, I know, but they're paying $16 million for a second rounder. Well, you they, know, first of all, well just you don't know if you're going to hit on that yeah. pick. And, and they can't draft. They can't. Let's face it. Every year it's they got draft they got, they got picks. The NFL has a rule where you have to pay a certain amount of money to uh, to reach a salary cap floor. And that's yeah, no, you million have a, dollars. A minimum, right? Yeah, you have to hit the floor, and and that, and that that helps them hit the floor. I mean, and they didn't have to pay the bonus. I mean, Houston play, paid the bonus. So I mean, listen, if you're one of those accountant, bean counting, bean counting type of a geeks, it makes sense because it's funny money. It, it's it's sixteen million to the cap when you're only going to pay a certain amount of money. So I mean. I'm not sure what the owner there. I mean, he seems to have deep pockets, like it wouldn't matter. But you know what? Uh, if you gotta reach a certain a certain floor, I mean, it makes sense. What about well, Jeffrey least, to the Eagles? Yeah, it's basically a one. It's one year contract. Um, it's put up a shut up. Uh, you know, contract. I mean, he's positioning himself. I wonder if he can get. I wonder if he can get tagged next year. If we can, if they can franchise tag him, I'm not sure That's how that would work. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, he's their property. So he right? must, I mean, once he he must have really him. wanted out of there. 
to get, turn down the three, four-year deal to go for a one-year deal. Yeah. Well, can you blame him? I mean, he's got to stay healthy, too. He's got to – that's probably why he did it. He did that because he, he, he could probably make uh, – make like a $30 million signing bonus next year if he stays healthy and he puts up pretty good numbers. So, uh, you know, I like it when a player bets on himself and they take a one-year deal, you know, and, they, uh, and, and you know, it, it, it provides a little – not that you need motivation, but, you know, sometimes some, some certain players you need, you need to be motivated. And uh, I like it when the players bet on themselves. He's got a good – looks like a good young quarterback there. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, things work out for the Eagles. Yeah, I think that's a really good move for the Eagles. Like a really good move. I mean, a one-year deal, you know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I, no, I'm a big fan of short-term deals. If it works, out, they'll, give them, if it works <laughs> you know? out, they'll give them a nice extension if it works out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a prior to Washington. Yeah. Right? I don't know that what that one. That's a head scratcher. That's a head scratcher because, like, here's a guy. He left Cleveland. He didn't want to go back. Basically, you know, he, he could have went back. He didn't want to, and I don't blame him. But now you're going right into an organization that's in turmoil. I mean, the Redskins are a shit show right now. You know, they're a mess. They they went from knocking on the door to finally becoming like a contender again to just totally self-destructing. And, 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 and he's walking into this. You know what I mean? I mean, but they fired also- yeah. GM the day, of the, the day of free agency. I mean, does it does – it, does, you know that, that that's, that's uh, you said shit show. I mean that's a shit show. That's a, it is, man. That's bad. That's bad. Like and now, they don't, and they don't, Mike, they don't Mayock, May, Mike Mayock may be the new GM. I'm begging. On NFL Network, I need to hear his. I need. I need to listen to his. I, I hope that doesn't his. happen. I, I like Mayock. <laughs> I like seeing him on TV. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to leave the NFL Network. I actually enjoy his. Yeah. Uh, me too. Mayock's the man. And plus, he's already exposed his board. I mean, we've seen his two mock drafts already. I mean, come on, you got to keep right. him, keep him where he is. So, what other moves did you like that happened? I like that Russell Okun signing with uh, Seattle. This is where I think the Giants may have dropped the ball. I think uh, he would have he would have been a really good uh, left tackle. You would have been able to move the flowers to right tackle. I mean. Sure. I mean, I think he got $28 million for three years. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a little pricey, but you know what? You got to Yeah, pay. I don't think they could have afforded him, though. I don't think they could have, even if they wanted to. You know? And he's an old guy. He has a problem staying on the field. He gets banged up, you know? I'm not saying I wouldn't take him, because I would. But I, I don't think they had the means to sign him anyway. That's and now they're looking at Fluka. Now they're looking at Fuka, so let's see. I mean, at this point, they should look at anyone and everyone available and just bring bodies into camp because competition's always good, too. You, you know, you just bring guys in and, hey, uh, uh, the Raiders just signed uh, Marshall Newhouse. I'm sure you heard. He's a dead guy, a depth guy on our, our line. Yeah, no, I know. Well, you better hope he is. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, he is. We got yeah, we, yeah. We, we, no, I know. Oakland's got a good line. They're good. What are you so, hearing on the Raiders, Pete? What are you hearing? Any Raiders? What's going on in the Raiders? Uh, just you know what? Oh, oh, you know what? Just like Washington, they're pussyfooting around on the day of free agency uh, on what stadium they're going to play in next year. I mean, 
uh, I'd like to see some focus, you know, uh, instead of uh, getting this stupid stadium deal uh, done. Let's let, let let's uh, you know let's get some. Uh, Let's get some. You know what? It's not even about free agency. They they made their their, their picks pickups last year. It's all about right yeah, now. Yeah, they made about, their big splash last year. And they think it's it's all about this off season is about signing a, calling a calling a the defensive end uh, to to extensions. They're getting them both signed to to to, to big contracts. They they have forty three million dollars of cap room and. I'm I'm expecting most of it to go to those extensions. So I mean, that's basically what it, what what their uh, off season is going to be about. And the draft. I mean, I'm probably looking at uh, probably looking at a, at a you know uh, at a running back in the in, in rounds three to three to five. They'll probably draft a running back. Maybe they'll uh, you know have a three back rotation like you know like they did last year. And uh, you know. That's it. Just like I said, getting depth. You need depth on this team. On, on you know, all good teams have good quality backups. So we'll we'll see what they do in the draft. Speaking of cap space, it seems like the Jaguars have never-ending cap space, right? I mean, they went out and signed a bunch of people last year. They're doing it this year, right? Is it me? It just seems like they have never-ending cap space. Yeah, they yeah, got a lot and they still have a crappy offensive line. I mean, how could you have a good young quarterback and and no offensive line, and to me, it's it's just uh, you know, you, what you want, what you really want is uh, is a good offensive line and a good running game, and they have neither of them, and they have a young quarterback. Yeah. So. Well, maybe we they hope you... to address it in the draft, but O line doesn't grow on trees, as you can see. Like this free agency period, look at the money these guys are getting. Like O line gets no love until they become free agents. Every year, you'll see O line get big money. You know, you don't even know their names, and then all of a sudden. Oh man, look at the contract this guy got. You, you know, it's not it's not a very easy position to fill. You 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 got to build the it through the draft. Really loading you know? up on defense, though, right? They, they really are, yeah. Between right. last year and this year, yeah, last year and this year, they really that built up their defense. Try to scoop in and steal Campbell away from uh, Jacksonville at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Well. So what about Romo? We have to at least mention Romo. <laughs> Is Romo oh, going God, I'm so tired of hearing about Romo. Got it. He's going to Houston, most likely, here. Yeah. Wherever he goes, he's going to get hurt anyway. You'll see. He should do the world a favor, and he should do himself a favor and just retire. I mean, really. I agree. I agree a million percent with Pete just said. Because I'm telling you, you can bank on it. Wherever he goes, you're going to see him on his back. Oh, no, there goes Romo. <laughs> Money in the bank, dude. His ego will happen. Yeah, you know, well, his body Jones, feels otherwise. Jerry Jones cut the cord already. Well, you yeah, know what? Really. It's Jerry Jones just having wanting people to talk about his fucking little rinky-dink team for for an extra three or four fucking days. I hate Jerry yeah. Jones. I hate that motherfucker. I can't stand yeah, I him. I, I, I'm, I, and I'm not going to talk about Tony Romo. So you, you, you could talk about They could talk about it on NFL Network all they want. I'm not talking about him. And you know what? Once he ends up wherever he ends up, wherever it may be, then they're never going to shut up about that. Oh, then, then they'll talk about Houston all day or Denver or whatever. I, I agree. It's like enough already with this guy. God, they just want to talk about quarterbacks, whether it be Cutler, Garoppolo. It's like draft coverage. Whenever you watch these draft shows, all they talk about is the quarterbacks in the draft. There's so many other positions. Let's talk about those. You know, like the the world doesn't revolve around the quarterback, you know. But, you know, everybody Pete, loves Pete, the you quarterback. Like to the Packers? 
the Black Oh, yeah. Board. I mean, he's trying to work out a deal with Cook. I mean, I'm actually very happy he went with the Packers because I heard about the Raiders, uh, you know, uh, having him in for a visit. And I did not, I did not, did not want Martellus Bennett on the Raiders. I just don't. I just don't want I don't want guys like him on my team anymore. You know who Martellus Bennett is? Martellus Bennett is the Brandon Marshall of tight ends. Everywhere he goes, he wears that as welcome. He's not that he's a bad clubhouse guy. He's a weirdo. He, he's notoriously weird. That's why they call him the Black Unicorn. I mean, you know, you get a name like that. <laughs> you know? But I mean, in Green Bay, this is it's very unlike Green Bay to sign a player like this. They usually they it they is, usually it is. Spot- basement type of players, you know, or a guy like Cook, right. a guy who's, you know, a guy like Cook who is, uh, you know, looking to have a big year so we could, you know, sign a one-year deal so we could, uh, you know, we could, so we could exploit the next year in a uh, free agency. They, they, when they sign him to a, a three-year big, big money contract, you don't normally see Green Bay doing things like that. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, you, you go with what's available, you know, and I guess you try to make the most of it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to think, do they go for a running back? You know what I mean? Maybe one of these free agents or in the draft, or are they really confident in Ty Montgomery as a full-time running back? What do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, the coaches are running backs. There's, there's, in the backfield. No there's no market for any of these running backs. It's obvious. These guys are just sitting out there waiting for the dust to settle, and then I guess, yeah, like, so what do you, you think know, nobody. Peterson, Charles, Wasey, Blunt. Mysterious they don't have mileage. What's going on here? Like, where are these guys going? Well, uh, Peterson's going to sign, probably sign with uh, Minnesota. I mean, they're the only team that's going to pay him. I mean, so I guess that's where he's going to end up. So, and uh, the other guys, you know what? I, I, you know, Charles in Seattle, maybe Charles in Seattle. Uh, Seattle, Philadelphia, uh, maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe he's a. Uh, it matters what he wants, what he looks at himself as now. Does he look at himself as a third down back, or does he look at himself as an every down back? I mean, Seattle has like three or four running backs already that they they drafted three of them, I believe, last in last year's draft. And, yeah, uh, and and they're the team that's most interested in these running backs, which is funny. They're the only ones like you know really, you know. They, I know they looked at Lacey, they looked at Charles. You, you don't really hear about any of these other teams looking at any of these guys right now. And yet they have running backs. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe amazing. they're not happy with what they got. No, well, you like know what? It's cost certainty too. You want to? Why would you want to pay a guy that has a lot of mileage on his on on, on him when you could just draft a guy? You know, and you know it's it's not a big it's really not a big position anymore where you, it used to be where you you know you, you run a running back twenty five times a game. It's you know it's more like. You know, I'll give a guy 10, 10 carries and throw the ball to him three or four times, you know, and keep him happy, you know. It's just, it's just not a big position anymore on the team. It's not. And, and you know what's funny? We all know how running backs have been devalued. Let's talk about how tight ends have been overvalued. Tight ends seem to hold more weight now than running backs. Like, you'll see more tight ends going, say, in the first round than you would running backs. And, and, he, and, and they seem to get more love in free agency as well. Which well, I don't you, understand. Yeah. I mean, you still got to handle do with the, the rules, ball, you know. You got these big, yeah. fast guys. Can't you can't lay your finger on them? So you know what? Did they, they become a bigger part of the offense? I agree, but a running back is still going to touch the ball more. You know what I mean? They they just do. Yeah. It just you know you got to run the ball, right? I, I don't know, but all these free agent running backs. Let's face it, they all have mileage on them. 
APP, I mean, we all know how awesome he's been his whole career, but, you know, how much longer can this guy keep going? You know what I mean? He's recovered from injuries. When you're on the wrong side of 30, you're not going to recover from those injuries like you used to, you know? And, and he's not going to come cheap. I mean, if listen, if I'm Peterson, either there's, there's two ways you go right now. Either you take a fucking bargain discount and go to the Pats and try to win, or just go back to Minnesota, stay home, you know, stay with your get fan paid. base where you were. And get paid. There's one or the other. There should be no middle for him. Either, how much you think you're going to go there? That's a good question. I don't know. But clearly they weren't paying him the seven eighteen million that was on his contract. So, right. You know, right. what's the price for him? Ten million. Listen, he, you know what? He, year, he's made enough money over the years. I mean, if this guy wants to win, he, he should go to a contender for for a bargain and say, "Hey, I, I want to win." You know. And if that's not the case, just stay in Minnesota, you know. What about Murray, Pete? Where do you think he's going to go? Is he going to stay, do you think, or he's gone? Oh, no, he's gone. I mean, you know what? They may, you know what? They may have a, a policy with him where they say, all right, you know, go out, see what you can get, and then come back to us. But uh, uh, I would say it's probably, probably like 60-40 he's gone. I mean, you know, uh, like I said, I could see them just drafting a running back in, in, in rounds three to five, you know, and going running back by committee, you know, rather than, you know, paying a guy like $18 a year, you know. Yeah, and you, and you could get a, a, a good running back in those rounds. I mean, the Giants got a, a running back in the fifth round last year, you know, and this, they're saying this is a pretty deep draft for backs. I, I, could, I totally agree. Just draft one instead of paying a guy who's got a ton of mileage on him all that money. Unless you're a team that's a veteran running back away. You know, unless you're a team that's a running back away. Like, you feel like, you know, like the Pats. Listen, you can plug in anybody on the Pats, and they just seem to get better, you know. But, yeah, that's what AP should just, like, you know, choose. Either just stay home or, you know, go to the Pats. Like, I remember there was all that talk about him with the Giants. I didn't want to see the Giants throw a bunch of money at him, and he – he doesn't, you know, he's the kind of guy, he's going to need a lot of carries. And the Giants are, like you said, a West Coast look. They pass a lot. Yeah. A, it wouldn't make sense to give him all well, that Peterson's money and involve their offense around him. He's formation death, so he would have to get a full back, right. too. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that's another thing with him. You know, are you going to change your whole game plan for this guy, too, at his age? You know, if you were getting a young Peterson, different story, you know, but he's not the player he once was. And... You know, but I mean, we'll see. I guess. I mean, where do you think Lacey ends up? Guys like him, or uh, you know, yeah, Lacey's There's another guy so, out he's there. He's meeting with the Vikings, right? And he's meeting with a couple of teams, Lacey. But Green yeah. Bay's going to either keep Lacey or sign one of these other guys. I well, I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay snags Peterson. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, and they uh, use a fullback. They use a fullback, so yeah, that would make sense. That would make they sense. Don't, there's no chance, no chance. They don't. They don't run the ball. I watched Green true. Bay. Uh, uh, I watched Green Bay plenty the last ten years with Aaron Rodgers. They don't run the ball. But and he that, may end up on a team that doesn't run Blunt? the ball. What about Blunt? Where was Blunt? Back to New England, you think? On a cheap deal, or I would think he's going to go back to New England. Why would they change something, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's worked out for them. They, they, not only do they have him, they have, they have uh, White, they have uh, Lewis. I mean, 
that seemed to yeah, work and that, out. And, that, and that's the that's a perfect role for him too. Like you know, it's a perfect role. And, and if he were to go somewhere else, he would probably be in the same role. You know, that's just the player he is. That's the player he is. You know, he's not a bell cow. He's the kind of guy. You know, you you, you split carries with him, another guy or another two guys, and you know. Tampa Bay. I, I think he's a good fit in Tampa Bay to to offset uh, Martin. You know, nobody goes with just run running back. I mean, you could do far right. worse than handing the ball to, to Blunt on, uh, you know, goal line situations and short, wow. short yard. And it looks like they're sticking, they're sticking by uh, Martin in Tampa, right? Because he got into some issues, right? He got suspended. Yeah. Well, what about Baltimore? Oh. Baltimore could use a running back, too. They're, uh, yeah, you know, they could. Yeah, they could. Yeah, well. It seems like Baltimore yeah, needs a running back every year, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, instead of just it's drafting Jamal one, Lewis, I, right? I'm one of these. It's a Jamal Lewis, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every year it's like they got the guy wet. Well, they got, uh, early days. Ray Rice is early days. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Rice was awesome at one point. Pete with Miami, but, uh, busy too, Pete, right? Rashad Jones locking down. We got some Dolphin territory. Kenny Stills. Made a lot of um, good moves. Julius Thomas. Just, yeah. I would like to see them get Keith Sims, the other tight end. I, I thought, always thought he was a... But Deion Sims, I, was, I know. He got a lot of money. He got $18 million, though, for three years and they, from the big. I mean, yeah, that's, a lot. that's a lot. He's, he's always impressed me, even in, in college and in, in, the, in the pros. You always make some money. I would have, I would have liked to keep him, but that money, not, they couldn't keep him for six million. Yeah, everybody in the NFL. So you know what they, they made their choice. Julius Thomas is a good player, good inline tight end. You know, I'm sure he'll fit in well there. You know, they're building their offense. He played well on the gates in Denver, right? So yeah. Exactly. So Simmons, Simmons was a good yeah. Move. He's another weapon. He's another weapon for Tannehill. You know, Simmons is a nice veteran linebacker. And uh, Lawson, the guard, they needed a guard. And the trade for Hayes was a good trade, I thought. They didn't really give up much. And, uh, Alan, what do you think of Nate Allen from Oakland? Is he done? Or is, is it okay signing for backup safety? He played in our dime package in the last couple of years. I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna just – you're going to put him – he's not an every-down player anymore, but if you're going to play him in a dime and a nickel, you know, he's a, he's a useful player. If he could stay healthy, yeah, that's probably I mean, more. Of, that's probably more of a depth move. You know, you, you got to have guys, yeah, yeah, it's backup safety. You know, step in and stuff. You know, rest and I like to think Fasano for one year because Fasano is a good good blocker. He's one of the better blockers in the league, Fasano. So that seems that like Fasano's in the league forever, right? Seems like they've been playing forever. So they did some good moves, and I like locking down Rashad Jones. Now Landry's up next, so if they get that done, they pretty much kept all their guys, which is good. Yeah, Landry's so. going to get paid, man. He's going to get paid. Yeah, he should. Yeah. I'll tell you, this receiver market took a hit this year because nobody's getting the big contracts, none of the receivers that they thought were going to, right? Because you think if Jeffrey is going to get a big deal somewhere. It looks like Friday. You know what it is? a bigger deal. You know what it is with these receivers? Jeffrey ha- had injuries in the past, so I guess people are leery about throwing a big contract at him. Pryor, as good as he played last year, you know, he, he didn't play – you know, he just became a wide receiver, you know? I'm not saying he won't continue to be a good one, but 
teams might be a little reluctant to throw a ton of money at a guy who's only been a wide re- a converted quarterback to wide receiver for one year. You, you know, so I, I can see why. Teams so I think it's an underrated move too. Well, I thought Patriots trading for Dwayne Allen was an underrated move. I think that's a good move. I think that is a good move. Dwayne, Dwayne Allen's a good player. Again. He's a good he player. Block, too. I, I, he's a good blocker too. He's a good. Uh, he's yeah. a good all around tight end. Yeah, he'll look good over there. You know, they'll make it work. They always do. And and for a fourth rounder, why not? You know, you're not getting Dwayne Allen in the fourth round. You know, a guy who could step right in and play. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that was that, that was a good move. That was a good move. And Pete, who do you think who do you think really missed the boat in in this uh, free agency so far? Like team that should have been more active and they're not doing anything. Colts. Well. <laughs> It's hard to say Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, you know, they always find a way to plug plug in players. Yeah, but, they, uh, they build in the draft. They always build in the draft. I don't know. I, I would think Denver really they 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 really overpaid for uh, Manalik Watch and the guy from the Raiders. This guy showed me nothing. He was a second round pick uh, three years ago. He just can't stay healthy, and they gave him a big contract, a really big contract for somebody yeah. who lived. The guy cannot stay healthy, he, and when he's played on the field, he really, really leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, Denver. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I'm just not my Denver hate here. I mean, there's, there's no more overrated uh, executive <laughs> than John Elway. The guy won a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, it was more like Peyton Manning won you that Super Bowl. Whether right, he was. Yeah. You know, whether he was uh, at the top of his game or not, he's still like a coach on the field. And uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and, more, defense, and the defense. And Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah. yeah the defense. Yeah. Their defense won him that Super Bowl. <laughs> their yeah. defense played amazing. Yeah. Just like, just like Terrell Davis won him Super Bowls when he was playing. Yeah. If it wasn't for Terrell he, Davis, he wouldn't have no rings. And he's just a buck tooth fool. So, that's bottom line. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually looks like. He actually looks like a Bronco. He, he looks yeah, like he a looks horse. Like, he looks like the, the, the – that's why Billy they changed – Shop. Yeah, that's why they yeah, changed the outfit. Shop. They look like, a mug, look like a mug shop. A mug shop. Yeah. yeah. A mug shop. <laughs> Big horse mug. Big horse yeah. grill. What about yeah. Peppers back to Carolina? That's a, right? It's uh. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to see him back where he started. You know, he play, played his, played his uh, football in, in North Carolina as a coll- collegiate, and, you know. Yeah, had a good, really good career, really good career for uh, the Panthers, you know, and it, it just uh, you know makes sense. Yeah, he got awesome Khalil career. too. Yeah, Matt he's Khalil. like he's coming back home. Yeah. And Deshaun Jackson to Tampa. That's yeah, a good I think move. That's a good move for Tampa. I, that makes but him very dangerous. That's a good move for the player and the team. I think it helps. Yeah, both. yeah, it's a good fit. It's a good fit. He. He brings a lot to their offense now. You know, he's listen. I as a Giant fan, I, I, I'm well aware of what Deshaun Jackson can do. And as much as I hate the guy, he's uh, the, the one thing that always baffled me about him is how he never got hurt. When you look at this guy, he's not big. He's thin. You, you know, you would think this guy would get broken in two, but yeah, yeah he doesn't. And, he's a football uh, player, but he's a, you know? he's a football yeah, player. He, he's a good fit for that offense. Definitely a good fit. That's one of those Jackson. He, that's one of those guys when you see him start taking hits, his career's over. I mean, guys like that. Yeah, yeah, they don't it, get... You're right, Pete. You're right. Because when it does happen, it's going to be bad. Yeah, because he, he. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm just amazed it hasn't already. What happened to Vincent Jackson? What's going on with him? He's a free, yeah, he's agent. A, he's, he's a free agent. He got, he got caught. Yeah, but, uh, 
Yeah, but didn't he have a surgery or something? Was he hurt or? Well, his knee. He's no, been, his knee's been banged year. up the past couple of years, but uh, yeah. you know. But I think he finished the season last year. There's we'll a guy. He, he ends up in the right situation. He can contribute. Oh. Who? Mike Glennon. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Twenty-five million. Yeah, I've seen uh, it every year, Bob, guys. We Bob see it every Osweiler. year. Osweiler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually think Glennon has some talent, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It just yeah, seems I, like I, I'd rather him getting what he got compared to Osweiler. I would have rather gambled on him. You know what I mean? But my whole thing with this Mike Glennon thing is, why the hell didn't Tampa Bay trade him last year? You knew you weren't keeping this guy. You knew you could get something good for him. Why the well, hell you would gotta, you trade him? You got to prepare for disaster. What if something happened? What if happened, something happened to Winston? You need to. You know, that's the way they probably look at it. I agree. I agree. But you, you could always bring in a third quarterback. and it, uh, You could trade him and bring in somebody for that matter. You know what I mean? When you got value sitting there and you know it's just going to walk, I don't know, man. I, 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 I could have traded him last year. Josh McCown, I guess they could have done that, you know, traded him. Yeah, yeah, like something, exactly, McCown, like but, something along those lines. Uh, and it's, I, I was saying. And you got Hoy, Hoyer to the nine is. Hoyer seems like he's signing somewhere every year. <laughs> he's like always a free agent, that guy. <laughs> and every year, some, got a nice Hoyer's deal. going somewhere. Garcon got himself a nice deal from the Niners. $16 million in the first yeah, well, Garcon, year. Garcon's I mean, a good player. Garcon's a good player, but I don't know who's going to throw the ball to him in Frisco. Maybe Kirk Cousins. It's, who knows? And Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. I know he likes Tyrod Taylor. Magic Mike's guy. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's a good player. And, you know, he, they lost all – I mean, they, they lost Woods. They lost uh, Goodwin. They need to get him. They, uh, they need to get him some weapons. I, I, I keep saying that. I, I would think – I was going to say 100% they're going to draft a guy, Mike Williams, from Clemson. So, that's probably what they're thinking there. So, I have a feeling the Buffalo Bills will be drafting early next year. Yeah, it's hard to hey, say in the NFL. Yeah. Buffalo, I mean, get them a get them a franchise quarterback. Yeah, maybe Buffalo takes Deshaun Watson or something. <sighs> I seen a mock draft. Possibly. Mock draft him. Right. Yeah, so I, can see, I can see him on that. I can see him on the Bills. I can see that. Yeah. So we'll see. This because there's a lot more to happen. So. Obviously, the draft's coming soon, too. You know, what we know, it will be getting ready for the draft, but mock drafts and stuff. The mocks now, it's yeah. hard to read because there's too many now. you got to wait. When free agency settles out, then you can start looking at mocks because now you know what everybody really needs, you know, what they didn't address right. the agency. So if you had to say now, Joe, where's the Giants going in the first round? Uh, see, I, I, everybody says O-line and all this and that. I have a feeling they're going to take an edge rusher. That's just my feeling. I just think, you know, for a number of reasons. One, you know, you never have enough of them. The Giants love defensive like Taco line. And it, like Taco Charlton or something. Yeah, like somebody like him maybe or the guy Riddick. But if also, like, let's say, you know, this doesn't work out with JPP. You know what I mean? Maybe he's gone after this year. Who knows, you know? And they could use edge rushers. They could. I mean, after Vernon and JPP, you know, they don't really have anybody, and if they, they could definitely use it. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did. 
I, Especially you know, going to need to replace Hankins most likely too, right? At that tackle. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. I hate to see him go. I, I really like John Hankins, but I guess, you know, it, see, it's like Linville Joseph Hankins? all over again. I know Poe's What's that? the Colts. Well, Col- I heard the Eagles were looking at him. The Dolphins and the Raiders also, they're both uh, – they both scheduled the uh, Raiders and Colts, right? He's meeting with the Colts first, right, Bo? I, I heard that. the Eagles. I heard the Eagles had interest in him. Well, the Colts and Hankins probably all, all those teams probably have interest in Hankins too. Then they're probably Colts probably the first option, and then Hankins. Listen, Hankins is a solid guy. Let me tell you something. He could stop the run, and he'll even get you some sacks too. He could he, he could rush the passer. He, he's yeah, a good no, player. His, his you know? strength is definitely run style. He's good run stuffer, definitely. Yeah, he's a he's a very sound player. You know, he's not the kind of guy you're going to see on Sports Center all and the he's time. Young. And you know, and he's not. Young. Yeah, and he's he's just a good player. He's very good. He's solid. I, I hate to see him go. I loved him and Snacks Harrison together. They were so good together. You know, and I just wonder who they're going to fill in the slot with. I mean. They, they lost Alfred, they drafted Linville Joseph. They lost Linville Joseph, they drafted Hankins. It seems to be a pattern. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they draft these guys, they're lucky, they develop them, and they turn out very good, but then they don't hold on to them. You, you know, I mean, I know you can't keep everybody. Listen, you know, it's the salary cap and all. But uh, whoever signs Hankins is going to get themselves a good player. See, what about the yeah, Rangers? I would, I would think Atlanta's going to get one of those guys, either Poe Hankins. I just, it just, I, I Atlanta's going to, is going to, they just seem like they have that need. And I, I heard them linked up with Poe. And if I see, I could see Poe outpricing himself, and maybe their fallback is uh, Hankins. That's just my opinion. What's their cap situation, Atlanta? They got money like that? Are they, are they like? Oh no, yeah, they're doing okay. I'm not sure what their number, what their, what they, how much money they have freed up, but uh. Yeah, you, most of the players, the good players, are young, so they're not making a lot of money yet. So right, I mean, right. Other than Julio Jones and uh, and Ryan, I mean, they're, they're, all their good defensive players are in, still in their first contract. So I would think they have a pretty right. decent. Yeah. Uh, they got to, to spend. pay Freeman though, right? Freeman's got to get paid. Uh, they want yeah. yeah. That's true. That's if they pay him. You know, people aren't paying running backs, so yeah, they I might mean, not. They, not to just to go with Coleman and draft another running back. Who knows? Yeah, they have, yeah they have another good running back right too. So, well, Freeman was a big reason why they had success last year. He was a beast. He was a beast for them last year. P, where do you see the Raiders going in the first round? They're gonna have to fix their second. Well, they're gonna have to fix their secondary. They're gonna. I'm thinking they're going to go with their best defensive uh, player left on the board. Probably uh, not a safety, probably definitely a cornerback. They did lose their uh, Detroit signed um, their, their kid from uh, Houston uh, that they drafted a couple years back. And, uh, yeah, I, I would think they, they're going to go defensive back, probably cornerback. You know, you need a good one. There's plenty of them. Loaded with them. This, Draft for that, and this is a bad draft for offensive linemen. That's why we've been seeing. I've been it seeing, uh, Cam, you know, uh, Cam Robinson in the in the 20s because, you know, apparently he's not, you know, he's going to be good, but you know, he's probably not the, the top 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 flight offensive blue chipper guy that we're all thinking he was supposed right. to be. But that doesn't mean you can't yeah. pluck one in the second, third, and fourth because you know what? You look around the league. Most of these offensive linemen they weren't taken in the first round. You know, a lot of offensive linemen can be drafted and developed. 
it, it happens all the time. You know, most of us can't even name other than our own teams, someone else's offensive line. You know what I'm saying? And these guys came from somewhere and they all weren't first rounders, but yeah, no, the, the talk is that this is a very thin old line draft. It's more defensive end and cornerbacks. Very deep. In well, you're not seeing a line going in the top back. 10 where you normally would see linemen go in the top 10, right? Oh yeah. Forget top 10, top five. There's always yeah. you might not see two one of them in the top, top five. Yeah, maybe in the top twenty. That would be crazy. Uh, that I I find hard to believe. I got to think somebody's gonna, you know. I mean, the Colts, for example, should be all over one, no matter what. <laughs> but, but you were just saying, Pete, the Falcons got twenty four million in cap space. The Falcons. Yeah, that's not as much as I thought they have. So yeah, yeah maybe they are. Much there. Yeah, so, I mean. That's the way things are going here. That's like one good free agent, and uh, you got to sign your own guys. So, and you draft, right. class, you know, you yeah. say five million. I can't wait for the draft. Yeah, and the most cap space right now, the nine is has uh, eighty-eight, and Cleveland has eighty. Those are the top two right now. The Raiders have a lot of forty million. Raiders have forty. Wow, uh, that's a lot considering the Raiders spent so much last year. That, that's yeah. a lot considering, you know. Yeah, well, they had they, like I said, they got still got twenty eight, and they spent a lot, and they still got twenty eight. Yeah. The Giants got five point two. Thirteen. Oh, five. That's five it. Now they had thirteen. Uh, I wonder yeah, well, if that the money they have allotted to for JPP because I would think it does because that has that almost has to include his franchise tag because no, it, it, yeah, it, it does. It does include. Yeah. It does. it does, and they're also they're going to restructure Dwayne Harris if not cut him. They're going to cut JT Thomas, who frees up like almost four million. Who's a guy who don't even play for them. They might as well, you know. So, and I think they should go to Eli and say, "Yo, you know, Eli, you made a lot of money over the years. Come on, let's try to win another one here. Work with us. You know what I mean? Let's, you know, he's restructured his contract in the past a few times, but you know that's the nature of the game." And, and he's made plenty, you know. He, and I would think, you know, he's, you know, clock's ticking, dude. You know, you want to win again? Let's do the right thing. But they got to get this JPP thing worked out, you know, so they can, you know, I have a feeling this ain't going to go too smooth. I just have a feeling. I don't know. I just, you know, I mean, I like JPP. I understand the importance well, of the edge rusher. I get tag. it. But you don't want to play on the tag. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And, and you know. What worries me about him, too, is, like, how's he going to play when he's paid? You know what I mean? Because as good as JPP is, he misses games every year. He happens – he always happens to miss the big ones, too, like last year. He didn't play the Dallas game at the end of the year, and they played great without him. I'm not saying that they don't need him, but, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. He hasn't been the same player since since he's played. No, with he him. hasn't. You know what I mean? He hasn't been. He, he hasn't been. He's still very good, but he's not what he was. You know that's that's why I'm a little leery about this tag. I, I'm, Maybe this is another Josh Norman situation where they just uh, they let, let him go. You like, know, uh, and what worries me too is that next year they got to sign Pew and Rickberg. And when you see what these old linemen are getting, those two guys are going to get paid. They're young and they're very good. You know, and then the following year they have Odell and and, and Collins who are going to get big contracts. So I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean. Hopefully they know what they're doing here. You know, let's see. I mean, if, I if he plays under the, the tag, maybe they hope to keep him for one year. I could definitely see the Giants signing Collins and having a franchise Beckham because they can't get a long-term deal with Beckham. I could definitely see that. 
Yeah, that that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, Beckham's not the type of guy you want to hand a five, six-year contract to. That's just my. Uh, it's just right. too much. Well, much going on. He's got some growing up to do. He's got some growing up to do. But after seeing that Antonio Brown contract, he's going to get a big contract. You know, that's what these guys are going to get. You know, he's in his prime. And he's going to get paid. Yeah, no, they're all you know. Good, but... yeah, we'll see. Now. I just can't wait for football. Hey, listen, six weeks from a draft. Hey, what do you think, Pete? What do you think Dante Hightower ends up? Oh, the, the Patriots will find a way to to to, to resign him. I mean, even if they have to yeah, keep Yeah, I, I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to stay. Even if they have to stuff his Christmas stocking with a bunch of cash, they're going to end up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I just found a suitcase filled with cash. <laughs> Ooh, look, my stock is filled with $8 million in cash. That must be my signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about Cousins? Is he going to get traded, or is he going to play the season with Washington? Uh, he's going to play. He signed this tender. He's 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 there. He's going to be there. But now next year, they can't uh, franchise him anymore. No. I mean, they can, but they got to pay him like $34 million. Like 30, yeah, something crazy, like 30-something yeah. million. Yeah. You know what? Who can predict what the hell the Redskins are going to do right now? I mean, really, they're a mess. I mean, it's really amazing because here's a team that was like finally turning it around. Like, things were looking good. Yeah, like two years ago, it looked like they were getting going in the right direction. Probably. Even yeah. last year. Last year, they, they almost they got in the playoffs. They choked against they, the Giants. They still draft you know. a good play. I mean, it's just that they don't have a they. You know, their GM situation's a wreck right now. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. They they're a mess. They 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 took two steps forward and three steps back. You know, it's a shame. I mean, I'd be man. I'm glad I'm not a Redskins fan right now. I'll tell you that. Uh, it must be tough over there. Good Washington. Do. By the way, Washington does deserve it. There's a not the Redskins, but. The state it deserves all the all all the all the stuff that's coming to them. Uh, well, I'm just glad I ain't a Redskins fan. I think we it's yeah, safe to yeah. say they'll be in last place in the NFC East. I mean, you know what? You know, Kirk Cousins is hard to gauge too. You know, yeah, he looks good, but at the same like last year when they played the Giants, the Giants had nothing to play for, and they couldn't they couldn't pull that game out. He couldn't pull that game out. You know what I mean? And you pay. You want to pay this guy? You got to give this guy a lot of money. You know, I, I would be a little leery. I, I could see that. You know, I, I pay him just because it's just so hard to find a a decent quarterback. Never mind the French franchise quarterback. But, right. Uh, so that's why. I, what you, right. I mean, they should have signed them last year when they had the chance. I mean, the, they were they talking in, yeah. in the low twenties. I mean, you should have just locked them up right then and there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially when you see guys like Mike Glennon getting the money they're getting, you, you know, uh, I yeah, guess. Look at Brock Osweiler. That turd gets $72 million. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, guess what? They'll be, we'll be having this conversation next year about someone else and the year after that and the year after that because it's just quarterbacks are always going to get overpaid. Just the nature of it. You know, Brock, life's a gamble. That's it. Yeah. Life's a gamble. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for calling today. Yeah, no problem, man. Football. 
And, uh, you know, next week we'll see if more moves are made. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll continue this next week, and we'll talk some more as we get ready for the draft and get closer to the draft. Sounds, Sounds good, good, man. I'll speak to you then. All right, man. Later, man. Later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Petey. DDD and, and Dudu Brown doing the NFL, as always. And uh, great job. Covered a lot of free agency, a lot of trades. Did a lot of stuff there. Really, we covered pretty much everything you can cover there. So, great job there by them guys, you know, by, by two football guys. And uh, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then when I come back, we're going to get back to the phones. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. 
Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. Almost two hours into the show, doing a, having a great show. We have a, a lot of football, obviously, with football free agency this week. So, big week in the NFL. And a lot of signings, a lot of guys still out there, a lot of trades. So, we're covering a lot of stuff. I'm going to get into some other stuff as the show goes on. I'm going to cover some baseball in the last hour. I want to do some March Madness as we get ready for the tournament. I'm going to also do some... Uh, NHL and some NBA. We'll look at the standings, look at the races as we come down the stretch. So, you know, we got about an hour left, a little more than an hour left in the show. I'm going to hit the phone lines. What's going on, Magic Mike? Hey, what's going on? I cannot believe you guys did a great job with that that coverage of uh, the baseball, the football. Oh, good. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, very, on, uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, very depressed, actually, about what the Bills is like. I understand what they were doing because of their salary cap situation. They basically, they basically went out and restructured Tyrod Taylor's contract to keep him because McDermott likes him and and wants him to stay with the team, and yet they they took away. <laughs> Weapons. I mean, it's a it's a terrible situation. Yeah, I, you know, I don't get it. I mean, they kept Taylor. They reworked his deal, which was nice. Well, you lose two receivers now. Now, what two? We we'll get two. How many do we lose? Two? We well, lost more than two. Yeah, we, we lost, lost one. everybody but Watkins, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We lost. How about this one? We lost Marcus Easley, we lost Woods, we lost Goodwin, um, and uh, what do you call Justin Hunter went to uh, Justin Hunter to go uh, visit uh, New England yes, uh, the other day. So Justin Hunter, and he's an unrestricted free agent, and Percy Harvin is an unrestricted free agent. So right there, and Justin Hunter was good for the Bills last year. I don't, I don't get yeah. it. I mean... And, and I'll tell you what, if if New England signs him, New England's going to be better with him because he's a good, he's a good player. I, I just don't understand what, what, uh, what the Bills are doing right now. Yeah, well, they clearly have to uh, address the receiver in the draft now because now it looks like Zach Brown's going to leave the linebacker too. Yeah. He's uh, the, the, Bills, the Bills are a mess. The Bills are definitely a mess. Uh, and and uh, I don't know. It's like I don't think they they know, especially with with uh, you know Marquise Goodwin going to the sign of the Forty ers That's a good pickup for them, you know. And then Robert Wood signing signing with the Rams for five years. That's a good pickup for the for for them. Robert Woods is really good. Yeah, I'm surprised you know? they let both of them go. That surprised me. Yeah, that they let both it's a go. money it's a money thing. That's what it is. It's it's a money. It comes down to. It comes down to money, and that's what it is. So, but I, I just can't get over. I, I can't. I, I just can't get over it. I mean, it just, it just baffles me. I do like the other signings. I do like what they did. You know, I do. I, you know, I, I just, it just is, is a head scratcher to say the least on that. I don't know. The Buffalo Bills, they needed. Uh, they did something, and uh, I don't get it. You know, it's 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 one of those things where you're where you're hoping that you know 
there's going to be a next year, and it just looks like today it's it's uh looks like the bills are very bleak, um, especially with all the other stuff that was going around. But you know, I mean, they did make some good yeah, signs. Yeah, I mean, like I like Stephen Hauska. I was going to say I like Stephen Hauska, and I like Mayak Hyde and Jordan Poyer, and I like the the fullback Patrick Gimarco. I think that's going to be pretty good, but. Again, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that some of the releases were just uh, were just in the, I guess I guess going to fix it up. But if anybody wanted to know though, whose team uh, this is, it's not Doug Whaley. It's it's McDermott. So it's definitely McDermott. It's definitely McDermott. Because I'll tell you why I I figured it out that way. Because last year when the Bills benched Tyrod. And 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 putting Cardell, it looked like Tyrod was out of here, and uh, you know, and then and then look at it now. So Tyrod's back, and there was a rumor that they were going to trade for Tim Simeon, but that's not going to happen. So, well, the the, the Bills signed uh, Bills just signed uh, Lorenzo Alexander to a two-year deal for nine yeah. million, four million, four point one guaranteed. So but they restructured, but they did a nice restructuring job on Tyrod's contract, which was really good. So, yeah, no, that was, and they saved them a lot of you money. You know, they, you know, he I mean, they, too. yeah, but again, you leave me with, who, you know, who's who's going to be the receivers, you know, yeah, and well, uh, that's, that's a, that's a big, that's a big, what they do in the draft. You know, because, you know, when the bill, when they had the, when they had the receipt, when they had the, um, you know, the receivers, you know, Tyrod was barely hitting them. And, you know, it, it just, you know, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not going to knock Tyrod. I mean, Tyrod to me is a good quarterback for, for what the bills, if, if it's, it's on the bill or what the bills are used to, he's out of all the, all, out of all the past receive, quarterbacks that we had right now, Tyrod is, is looking, what do you call, is looking like the best. So, I mean, you look at all the other bums that we had in the past. The only quarterback that's better than him will be Kelly, and that's it. Jim Kelly, compared to all the it other Frank Wright. that we Frank Wright. Yeah, Frank Wright. Frank Wright. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I, I, I was, I was talking about more starter. Frank Wright was a, was a, a bench. More of a backup. Was, yeah. Yeah, he was a backup. He wasn't a starter. Um, but Frank Wright, yeah, I mean Frank Wright as a backup. Frank Wright was the best backup we ever had. We we ever had. Um, but you know, it just it's just a a, a terrible time, you know, because you don't want to look. You know, you guys say, oh, you know, we we love football. Yeah, okay, good. I'm ready for baseball. You yeah, yeah and I agree with Doodoo Brown. Hey, I agree with I agree with Doodoo Brown that the Bills could end up having the first pick next year. That would be great if the Bills would, could do that. That would be if amazing. Could, it would be great because then the, hopefully the Buffalo Bills will, will be able to pick, uh, you know, make a smart pick. Um, it just, it's just, uh, it's just crazy how, how it, uh, how it's shaken out. You know, all my, are you going uh, to, are you going yeah. to fill out a bracket and send it in for the competition this year again? For what? The Bills? No, for the March Madness about? bracket. March Madness. The what? 
March Madness. What about it? Oh, March Madness. Oh, I thought you were talking about March Madness when the Bills fans get together and buy the team. No, <laughs> the, the tournament, March Madness. Oh, you're talking about the NCAA tournament. Oh, you're going to do yeah, one of those? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good deal. I like those deals. Yeah, I'll fill out a bracket. Yes, yeah, so that, that will do this week and start that off and then uh, have a little competition. I'm going to, I'm going to do a yeah. prize. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. It's a good idea. Uh, you know, looking into March Madness, it looks pretty uh, pretty interesting. I mean, UConn Huskies are going to be there. They're going to have to buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, so it's my NC State Wolfpack ain't going to be there either. So Yeah, well, the only – actually, you never know. Wolfpack yeah, might be in the house. Wolfpack might be in the house of Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, an X talk show up there. Maybe that that's the only way they'll be there. You'll have I'm, actually, I'm going to the show at the garden tomorrow with me, Anthony, little Anthony and Tony. And we're going. Oh, to, that's uh, cool. That's going to be a great. Uh, yeah, tomorrow is yeah. going to be a really. I forgot about that show tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow should be uh, should be very very interesting tomorrow. That yeah, Triple H is supposed to uh, to be there tomorrow. Um. The Brock Lesnar is fighting Kevin Owens and Cena is fighting Bray Wyatt. I know that. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty. Uh, that's gonna be pretty good. That's a good for a matinee show. That's good. Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's nice. awesome. That's awesome. Of course, tomorrow. Of course, I couldn't go, but I wanted to. But interesting. Oh, yeah. That should be good. It should be. Uh, I'm. Sh- I'm. I'm sure it should be. Uh, should be stuff, especially the stuff that's been going on with wrestling lately. That looks uh, really looks good. And uh, there are rumors. There are rumors at WrestleMania that John Cena could be proposing to Nikki Bella in the ring. Oh, we'll see. That could be interesting. There's a big rumor there because the reason why I I heard that was because the reason why it was stated that way because it was it, supposedly it was John Cena that acts to be thrown in a match with Nikki um, as tag team. And then uh, then Jim Ross uh, was talking about it, and he said the word on the street is right now it's speculation that that's the reason why John wanted it that way. But yeah, uh, it could be, you know, it could be definitely, definitely interesting. Interesting time in Mike, wrestling. But Mike. Some... Mike. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Before I let you go, I, got, I want to ask you one more thing. So, what do you think about the, the switch to baseball for a second? What do you, the Braves? How you feeling about your Braves? Well, uh, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. I'm feeling this. Uh, you know, real games get played on the real get, games get played on the dirt. So I'll tell you that much. The Braves need to. The Braves need to concentrate on on pitching. And hopefully stay healthy. And I mean, I've been watching, you know, the off, you know, the spring training games. I'm going to watch one today. Uh, they play uh, St. Louis. Uh, I just, you know, let's just hope that, you know, that we have a shot coming up. I mean, I feel this: if if the Braves can uh, can do what they have to do, <laughs> then opening day for you guys will be really spoiled. I wouldn't want I that, but you know what? It, it's amazing that it's amazing right that now. it's amazing that this year the Braves open up with the Metsies. So let's see what the Metsies can do against the Braves. Hopefully, I mean, more, hey, 
It's more it, like it let's see what the Braves can do. It would be terrible. We know where the Mets are going to be this year. We don't know where the Braves are going to be. I'm saying it would be terrible. If I mean, that's how I look at it. As a Braves fan, I look at it this way. Opening day, and it's so sad because years ago when you had the Mets opening with the Braves, you knew you knew it in your heart, and I used to go to those games. You knew it, that the Braves were going to take it. You can't say that now because of the way the Braves have been playing. But it would be, I mean, it would be bittersweet for me. I would hate that for you, but it would be pretty sweet for me. It would be pretty sweet for me, um, you know. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Right now, I look at it this way. The Braves have to have to get back together. they got to focus on who their pitching pitchers are going to be. Aaron Blair got hurt last week. He hurt his finger. Um, so, and I like Fulwich. I think he's good. I mean, they just need to, to do something. They got to make some, something out of nothing out of something. Something out of nothing. They need to do something. Just in time, so, just in time for a Met, a Met opening day beatdown. <laughs> nah, you know what? Don't get too cocky. As much as I would love to see you and little Anthony, you know what? Check that out on the list. I, I would, you know, for little Anthony, I would love for the the Mets to beat the Braves. So and then and then let us take all the other games. So opening day wouldn't get. I wouldn't want to see little Anthony upset on opening day. So you know what? Scratch that off. Don't worry, little uh, Anthony. He knows that the Mets are going to be going for the division title this year. Mets the division now. I can't say, hey, the Mets are going to win the division. 
I don't, I, I don't see I don't see things like the Mets fans with the blue with the blue you know, know, need your validation on. the Mets though. The Mets don't need the Mets fans don't need uh, an Atlanta Braves fans validation. You know, but I'm not but team. the difference between but the difference is I'm not bitter about it. I'm a baseball fan first. I know that my Braves are not gonna make the playoffs. I know it. Because but to say that the Mets are gonna win the division Yes. Yeah, why can't I say that? A lot of people are saying that. So what's what's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm saying that's why we we have differences. But don't say put your Braves pom poms down. I'm, and I'm telling you the Braves. I'm not even. All I'm saying is this: we don't know who's going to win the division. Yeah, everybody can make their predictions at the beginning. But to say that the Mets are going to be win the division, that's crazy. Why is it crazy? All right. Anyway, because you look at it from you, you look at it from this. The Mets are listen, The Mets are a good. I was going to say the Mets are a good team. I'm moving on. I got other callers. I'll speak to you soon. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks for calling. You got it. Magic Mike calling in, arguing Max Graves. Going to bring in another caller. I got some callers on hold here. Man, what's going on? Good morning, Mr. Mojo. Uh, I've been I've been listening from like I don't know a little after ten and a, a little more football than I would like. Hey, listen, with free agency, you're gonna expect the football this week with the free agent I, I don't frenzy. know. No. I don't know. I, I have to say one. Doctor A or uh, uh, Daddy A uh, around? Or my soul? I haven't heard from them today. No, I haven't heard from them today yet. So, so here's my gripe. After the base, after the World Series last year, you you said, Padman, you're gonna have to change up a little bit and talk about something else until, you know, March, April, until we're close to the baseball. <laughs> Nobody cares about base. Hold on, hold on. Nobody cares about baseball. Uh, you, you know, after the season's up, we'll, we'll wait. You, you basically had two hours talking about football, and the season's over. I don't know about that. I'm I'm questioning. And and the That's last caller who went on, free agency, Magic big Mike, news. Ma- Magic Magic Mike really, he's like he's like the Forrest Gump. I mean, I, I don't get it, man. <laughs> Talk about a nut. Yeah, listen, listen. He's first passionate all, about his teams. He's passionate. He's a passionate first fan. Of, first, it's all healthy debate. All, it's all fun. It's all fun. Yeah. First of all, if you're passionate about some wrestler getting married in the middle of the ring, something's really loose. Listen, Let me tell you, he's a wrestling guy. I know, I know. I, he knows I'm only kidding with him. So, so, well, I, I did. I mean, I I didn't hear your direct opinion because I missed it. I guess you probably did in your rant of uh, Brandon Marshall, um, you know, moving teams. Yeah. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I said we talked about it earlier. I, I, you know, from a football perspective, I think it's a great move for the Giants. Obviously, it's a big upgrade from Victor Cruz. 
my worry is how is he going to affect Beckham in the locker room? And I think it definitely has to be a worry. I don't think it's something you can just brush aside and say there's no well, way the, nothing's going to happen there. I mean, Marshall is a nutcase. The biggest stat that I heard, and you know what? I probably heard it before and I never realized it, to tell you the truth, um, is that Brandon Marshall is a six-time pro bowler, but he's never been in the playoffs. That says a lot. Right, I mean that. Yeah, that, no, that, that that says a lot about about uh, uh, let's let's say the guy most of his career the number one receiver. That guy. Hey, really I got so, I got something funny for you. Can I can I bring can I tell you something funny now right now? Sure. So sure. So you started the call off picking a bone with me about talking football in March, but the first thing you asked is about football. <laughs> well. Well, because it's a Jet and Giants, and I wanted to stay with the team. Apparently, today's the Mojo Football Show. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your out your, your program outline. Apparently, we can't yeah, talk, talk about anything until, you want, my man, until April second. <laughs> we can talk about anything you want. So, so, so recently, it came up this week is, is David Wright, right, in his shoulder. Is he? I mean, I think we all think that he'll probably be on the diamond again, but will he actually be a productive member of the team, of the Met team again? I don't think so. I don't think so. And you know, you know, the doctor catch him, catch is on with us too. So what's up, Alan? Hey guys. Hey Steve. Hey doctor, what's going on? I think. I think Wright's best uh, his best days are, are behind him, playing-wise, definitely, for sure, well behind him. Hey, would it be fair to say Wright has an equal shot of being something really good for this team as Tim Tebow does? That, that's a little... Well, the whole, the whole Tebow thing is disgraceful at this point. I can't even take it anymore. Well, I mean, they brought the Wright guy has up to make money. No, they brought the guy up to make money. Because he's already getting sent back down. That's it. He played for a week. It was That's all a money grant. True. It's amazing. What the, what that they're, using the, they're using the guy to make money. That's all they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it, 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 it's a circus trying to, trying to put a buck in their pocket. It, it is disgusting. It's disgraceful that a team would do that. I mean, it, it's really a cut above them, you know, get, you know getting a dwarf on the team and, and watching them bat. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, it, it, it just the, the guy can't perform on the major league level. He doesn't have a prayer of it as his name. I admire him. I admire him for trying. I admire him for his his focus and his determination. But what's become of it? Um, and and not necessarily his fault. But what's become of it is really it's just to me just a distraction and a disgrace. But but here, you know, you know, if you're given if, if if we were blessed with the talent, you know, to play football in college, and then have the talent, somebody to probably whisper in the ear and say you're athletic enough to play another professional sport, I think all three of us would have given it a try. I can't blame the guy. I would. No, there's nothing happening in football, It's a complete circus. You know, as a Met fan, I kind of feel 
I don't have to worry about that circus unless it comes to the major leagues. As long as it's in the minors, it's in Florida, and fans show up to see him and get an autograph, whatever they think that's worth. Keep it in the minor leagues. You know, until they're trying to bring him up in, into the majors, then the real circus begins. Right now, that's what Anthony's saying. They're making money off him in the minor leagues where they otherwise wouldn't be making money. That's what it comes yeah. down to. And you're probably right. It's probably very much like Cespedes coming to work on a horse and all these fancy cars, right? It's it basically the same thing. It, 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 and it might actually serve um, in a positive Minor way. It might, be bringing, it might be bringing some of the folk media focus away from the actual Met players and, and onto Tebow, right? So, so, so maybe it's a godsend. Who knows? Well, some guys like Cespedes is having monster springs. Cespedes is having a monster spring. He's hitting over 500 with five omens. He's having a monster uh, spring. I thought, uh, other I guys, thought everybody's saying Darno's hitting. You know what I wanted to ask you guys? The pitching looks yeah, good. I'm surprised with Darno. Right, the pitching looks really good, too. But what do you think of last week? The Mets trying to save $9,000 on Syndergaard, how that could affect them in the future. I mean, that really pissed me off. Here's a great question for you guys, and I don't know the answer. I really haven't been reading on this, this situation at all. Is this like standard business practice for for Sandy and the Wilpons that this is what you're allocated in this year? But you give did, did they ever give anybody more than, than than the minimum of what they needed to? Like is this standard practice and what we're asking them to do? Is to is to change their their thought process on something that they kept for thirty years, or is this something that they? No, well, they did the same thing with the Grom. They did this with the Grom. It ended up with the Grom made like ten thousand more than he's getting now. Syndergaard, they would have given the nine thousand. Syndergaard still would have been a thousand less than when the Grom got. I think it's some part a thing where where you got to attend to the contract or whatever. That's how they figure it out. But it's, uh, okay, you know, so. bottom line, it's cheap. They could have thrown him a couple of hundred thousand extra just to make him happy right now. You know, he's their ace in their staff right now, you know. Take care of the guy because down the road, you're going to have to work out something big with him. And, you know, he'll remember this down the road now, you know. I don't know. I think money talks. I think down the road, if they if, if they like him, $9,000 this way, that way, he's going to nothing. It really doesn't. I mean, I don't know. know. Wilpons could screw up anything. I'm sorry, Alan? No, that that goes without saying. They can. (laughs) Wilpons could screw up anything. You know, who knows? But but I tell you, the things I read about him pitching this thing is is all positive, except for one thing that kind of bothers me. It seems like he might be pushing himself a little too much in spring training, much like Harvey did last year. Who? Who are you talking about? Syndergaard. He said he's throwing he's a ball throwing 100 a hundred already. Syndergaard. Extremely he's throwing well. hundred miles an hour. What? It's Syndergaard's throwing a hundred miles an hour already. But that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is it too? Is it too hard too soon? And Degrom's throwing ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Once again, these guys have to go through six months of playing baseball. And if they play the way we want them to play, the season is extended by another month. You don't want them. Well, to I think they're in a. Un- I think one thing, Stevie. I think they're in a unique situation to where 
they could give these guys rest during the year because they got guys like Giselle and Lugo they could plug in for spot starts and give these guys rest. So I think that will definitely benefit him because, you know, I think Lugo and Giselle, obviously they're not fully proven pitchers, but they have proved they could step in and give you, you some good starts if you need to, you know. So I think, you know, that's, you know, that, that, that's a very good point. Very good point. Okay. And, you know, Wheeler, Wheeler supposedly looks really good too. I heard that as well. I mean, it's all, it's all. I mean, how dare you say the Mets uh, might take their division this year? I think that's horrendous thought process. Horrible thing to say. Hey, every year in every yeah. sport. Yeah, how is that so far gone? Say there's a I, favorite? Mean, I don't know. That's such a far thing to say they got a chance to win their division. I don't know. <laughs> or that they're a favorite to win You know, look, we know when the Mets have terrible teams. It doesn't even matter if they're favorites. The last two years, they they won a division and they came in, they they won the wild card. It's not, and and they really haven't changed their team so much. It's not a big stretch to say they might, you know, take the division this year. I mean, it's it's and watch, yeah, watch it. It's normal. It's normal forward progression to me. You know, it's normal. They like coming in with so much better. We're coming in this year with better pitching. Yeah, that's how I see it. Although, i got to be honest, I am worried about the bullpen still, and Reed hasn't looked that good and been training. I very much worry about the bullpen. Very much worry about the bullpen. Familiar suspension is looming, too, you know? Well, 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 Anthony, uh, Mojo, what's the deadline on that? Like, when are they going to tell us? They say most likely it's going to happen after the World Baseball Classic, they're saying. Is that normal process that it takes so long to? Uh, yeah, it usually happens right before the season because they let them pitch in spring training. Oh, okay, okay. You know? So I have to but I, I got a question. I, I have a question for Doctor A. Uh, have you been uh, uh, monitoring or reading about spring training at all? Yeah, minimally. I, I know uh, Darno's doing well. He's in four. 450, it's just, it's spring, so it's hard, hard to know what you take out of that. And, well, yeah, and, it's, and it's early, so early in spring. I, yeah. I know you're big on, I know you're very uh, good on catchonomics, and I wanted to, uh, you know, get your opinion up, but but wait a second, uh, you know, not even six minutes ago, we got all excited because Anthony said Cespedes was hitting 500 with five home runs, and that was meaningful, but now Dono's doing well, and we're saying, well, it's just spring training. I don't think it's really meaningful that Cespedes is doing that because we know Cespedes is going to hit during the year. To me, spring training, right. to me, is, is really good to make sure everybody stays healthy and make sure everybody gets the work in they need to get in and for your young players, to see what your young players can do. To me, that that's really what spring training is for. Like I, if Cespedes hit 150 in the spring, I wouldn't care. Like That's not going to concern me, you know? Because I know he can yeah, hit. He got a bad back, he's right. hit. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, I do think I do think one thing. I do think Darno. If Darno really was hitting one fifty, it would be. If Darno was hitting one fifty right now, it'd be very concerning. You know. I agree. But pitchers aren't a hundred percent right now, and good hitters should be hitting. Just from being relaxed and coming in in shape, they're going to hit. You know, it, it's a promising sign for Darno. Does it mean he's going to hit 300, 250 to 300? Yeah, I don't know. It's spring. But it is better than him hitting 150, that's for sure. Oh, look, yeah. look, it's it, 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 it obviously an incredibly positive sign 
when 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 somebody swings the bat well. I think, you know, it, it's just like any sport. I think it builds confidence, right? And Darno, after last year, if this is the guy we're going to stick with, I can't. Hard for me to believe it is, but I think it is. Uh, you need him to be confident. You know, you need him to be the Darno he was three years ago. Um, although he's a little aged and banged up now, and you know, three I don't surgeries trust him. and. I don't trust the guy. Yeah, it, the banged up, you know how I feel about him. It. I still trust him. Yeah, the banged up point is what you just said. Two shoulder surgeries. Even if he starts well, I could see him wearing during the season. I don't see him finishing as our starting catcher. Well, you know what, though, Alan, in all, in all honesty, um, um, and, and being very truthful, um, most catchers his age do deteriorate at, at this point. They do. Yeah, it, it it wouldn't surprise me. As a matter of fact, it would surprise me if he didn't. You know, plus, plus he's very much not a durable catcher. I mean, he's not. He not at this was. point in his career, no. He never was. So, but, so, but you know, if you look too, I don't know. If you look at, if you look around though, you know, Dude is having a nice spring. Bruce is having a nice spring. Conforto's having a nice spring. So you know, guys, other guys. You know they're showing one thing they're showing is they could they score and run. You know they could score runs. Oh yeah, and they, you know, and they the will pitch, be. If the pitch stays healthy. I just like I said, the bullpen worries me a lot. It really does. I think, but I guess during I, the season you could correct that. I agree with you. I think the big question marks are the bullpen, and I and I still question the defense a bit. I do. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll leave you guys on this one. If Dono hits two fifty. 12 home runs, 55 RBIs. Are you considering it a success for him? And 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 it was a good move to keep him. That's very average numbers. 12, 55. What? That's very average numbers for a catcher. Not for him, no. Not last year. Oh, better. You're saying that's an improvement from last year, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I would like better numbers than that from the catcher position just because you get to the playoffs, you're playing good teams. You're not going to win with average. Average doesn't win World Series. We don't have an average starting pitching staff. We have an above average. That's why we we'll make comments. Hey, we're going to this position. I know what you want, but right now, is he, if, he's a, if he's an average offensive catcher, to me, we almost should be happy because he definitely has the potential to be a, a below – Average offensive catcher. Really, hey, it, it's, it's hard to predict his potential for the season. I'm not, I don't have my hopes up high. He could be very good. He could be very average, and he could be below average. The Mets clearly decided to roll the dice on him. Mets fans, we're just gonna have to watch and see, wait and see. Yeah, I think you the know? funny thing is the funny thing is I don't know what your guys thought is catchers aren't something that that grow on trees. Like like at the trade deadline, you could get some bullpen help. You might even be able to get a reliever from a team who, who imploded. You really, really could grab a catcher without giving up something real good. You That's know? true. Um, and, and plus that catcher would come in and half the season is gone. Potentially you're in, in, in playoff baseball mode or, or trying to capture a division, and then you have a new catcher trying to learn the pitches in the system. To me, it doesn't work right. that well. Well, hitting too, wouldn't it be kind of true? You get your better half of the season from catchers in the first half. All catcher numbers pretty much drop a little bit in the second half. I, I agree, but what I'm saying it's a wear is and tear position. Really, 
you you could you could have a situation where the node is horrible, and then you try to change now, and you just can't. Yeah, and you can't. You you well, it's horrible, but they, the upgrade wouldn't be an upgrade. They they still got Rivera, right? And I'm I would expect them to both play. Well, not your normal. Especially if they do the thing where with Rivera, where maybe he catches two games a week. Remember in the beginning, in the beginning of of the season, they don't play five days a week. They play like three or four, right? So you could have Dono yeah. go three and him one for the first three weeks, and then when they start going and they're playing five games a week, they could go two and three maybe, right? Is it, yeah, is it Rivera? Is it Rivera the guy that catches the Syndergaard? Yeah. He did. So that's an you know, what, what will be interesting to see, and this is from the Mets coaching staff, because it wasn't just in the guard last season, is the stolen base issue and holding men on first base. Between all, yeah. five, catches, all five pitches and the catches, it, it was like Cologne was the only guy that can hold somebody. And that was because he's Cologne and he's been pitching, you know, for a lifetime already. Absolutely. And these coaches resolved this situation. If you look at a hold from last year that I thought was on coaching, that was a huge hole that progressively got worse. They got the spring. They had the off season. It'd be nice to see them put that one to rest. It's not. It wasn't but, normal. Look, look. I don't think I agree with you, a hundred and ten percent. I don't think they'll ever actually put it to rest. Because put it to rest means he'll become a pitcher that 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 is very proficient in holding runners on. And I don't think a guy changes like that. I think he could get better. I don't think he'll better. Ever be- it can't remain the glaring weakness it was last year. No, it has to be something where the other teams look look, look at it. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I also think there's not really the speed in the league that it was in the 80s and the 90s. I don't think speed is valued as much. You know, I just don't. I don't think guys steal as much. So I think, you know, if you were a guy that couldn't hold anybody on and you were pitching in the, in the 90s or the late 80s, you probably wouldn't have a job. Yeah, you'd be yeah, in trouble. Right. You had multiple guys stealing, you know, you know, there were multiple guys stealing, and I'm talking multiple guys hitting 30 home runs, stealing 20, 25 bases, you know, on, on every team. Now now, now it's not done as much, and I think part of it is the highly priced athletes don't want them to get hurt on the slide. Part of it is, you know, they got big hitters behind them, and they want, they want to take the bat out of their hands. Maybe it's distracting. I don't know, but – it's definitely a different game now, and having a weakness there is a big weakness. I agree, especially in a playoff situation um, uh, or an important game. But it's not as we it's not as much of an exposed weakness, depending on who you play, that it was 20 years ago. Right, but come postseason, and that's what the Mets hopefully are looking forward to. Absolutely. They have to be better with it than they were last year. Last year it was like, what the hell's going on? That's how I well, kind of well, felt. Minor league team, it looked like. It was an epidemic. It was the whole pitching staff except for Cologne. It wasn't just – I mean, Syndergaard yeah. might, might, might have been the worst example, but it was an epidemic. It was. Yeah. Was insane. It wasn't just him. The coaching staff was doing something really wrong in what they were telling everybody. Cologne absolutely. was the only one. Absolutely. 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 Look, guys, I have to run. I'm going to practice. Have a wonderful day. Okay, guys? Thanks, well. man. Have a good one. I'll be listening All for right. a little bit longer. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks man. Hey, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, I know you're probably listening to football. What's your take on some of the big football moves, switching gears for a second? 
Yeah, you know what? Teams got to do what they got to do. The the from the New York area, the whole Brandon Marshall move with the Giants. I think you guys nailed it. It's an improvement over Victor Cruz, and they're rolling the dice on what does this do in the locker room. There are kind of two head cases, one a little more mature than the other. You know, what is it going to do to Beckham to have this guy on the team help him, make him go backwards, party? You know, they just figured that yeah, the time that we got to see right? how it's going to play out. Yeah, that, it'll be inter- interesting to see. And if you're a Giants fan, and I know this was said on the show, you're going to hope they try to prove everybody wrong and be stellar. You definitely went and got uh, Eli a better target. It is. Yeah, and without a doubt. There's no denying that. They're a better offense now. It's, it's a better offense yeah. with them. It's a matter of what yeah. it does if they're not happy. You know, and, and trying and to keep year, guys happy. It was happy. disappointing, right? They had like the 26th ranked offense or something last year, the Giants. So the Giants definitely wanted to upgrade somewhere there. I just think the line, too, is part of the problem that their offense – Giants have weapons. So their offensive line is a big problem of why they're not scoring as much either. You know, when when Eli's getting hit a lot and he's not having the time to throw, you know, it's hard to make plays. So I think the Giants need to address their line. They can address their line in the draft. You know, now and obviously Geno Smith is visiting the Giants today. I guess it's the backup quarterback, so that's interesting. Yeah. So that that's an interesting thing. And for the Steelers, I'm talking about your ground down, your franchise Bell, and they're working on a long term deal with Bell too. So what do you right. think of Timmons? Obviously, Timmons leaving for Miami. Yeah, we discussed this. You know, I've always liked. Yeah, I've always liked him. He was a long time Steeler. He's an every-down guy. He plays pass. He plays rush. Um, he has some games where he's like the guy, and he's, you know, holding things down for the defense. Um, he's older. I, I didn't think the Steelers thought the trip to Miami would end up with a signing. I thought they, in their mind, they thought it would end up with a price tag. How much is it going to cost them to keep him? But he went and signed, and, and that's the business side of it. Two years, no, twelve million. Story. Are you surprised at the contract? Two years, twelve million. Like it don't seem that high. Six million a year. Ten million guaranteed. Yeah, I, I'll tell you though. I would say he has two more productive years. I think they gave him a good number. You know, and and from what you were saying, the role he would probably play there, a veteran guy, younger guys around him, it's a perfect situation for him. You know, it's kind of what he's had in Pittsburgh the last few years. From what I'm reading, they're going to fill his role from within the team. You know, they're going to uh, – I think Vince Williams is a guy that they're going to make him, you know, fill his shoes per se. They always kind of have the next guy up. But it, it's a yeah, bit yeah, of a and, loss. And I would have preferred him to stay on Pittsburgh. The Steelers are also known for getting rid of the guy at the right time. You know, like – Getting rid of the guy a year early, like the, the, at the right time, they, they trade the linebackers. I know it happened back with Joey Porter. Like, Porter did okay for Miami. I mean, I mean he wasn't a bust for Miami by, by far. He did pretty good. But obviously, he wasn't the same play he was for Pittsburgh when Miami got him either. So maybe that's like, right. Pittsburgh has a good knack in knowing that. He's not at the peak of his career, but watching him play last year, he's got, you know, he's got something in the tank. And he has a really but good football mind. They needed a leader, mm-hmm. and he is a good leader. And he, 
the guy's durable. He hasn't missed a game in seven years, right? So he definitely yeah. stays on the field, which is important, too. And he's really good against the run, which they need. We'll see if it hurts Pittsburgh more or helps Miami more. You know, I, I definitely think it'll help Miami, and have to wait and see what it does. You know, this will also be the first time you've seen a guy hasn't missed a game. Now they got to play every game without him. They'll really yeah. know if it was a mistake. It's not like you're, you're out for two weeks. He's out. He's gone. You know. Well, well, would you look at Pittsburgh now, like needing? What would you want to? If you were Pittsburgh now, like, what would you be looking at Ed, like next? What do you think is the biggest need right now? You know, um, they just lost Wheaton, right? A wide yeah, receiver. We got Brown, but yeah. we got Mar- Mateus Bryant back. I know down the road, Bell keeps saying he wants to transition into wide receiver. And, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised five, six-year deal for him, and he ends up wide receiver instead of running back. But not yet. I think he'll be the starting yeah, running back. Right. That's the interesting yeah, that they are years. even talking about that, of moving yeah, into the wide receiver. Yeah, they started receiver. it last year, transitioning him over. and um, But right now he's just too darn valuable. You've seen him play running back. He's too valuable as a healthy running back to just yeah. play wide receiver. Um, they're a little weak in the cornerback position. They drafted a guy, Burns, and safety, Davis. They both played good enough last, last year. But I would like to – Still see someone playing opposite a little better. It's kind of, I think it was uh, Cockrell. We've had different guys playing the opposite side in the corner. That, that's a, still a little bit of a weakness, and the big weakness to me is always the backup quarterback. And they went and re-signed Landry Jones. Lord knows why. Uh, they just feel he knows the offense, but he he can't play football. So. Yeah, I know you weren't too happy about re-upping him, right, for two years. No, like they say, he knows the playbook as well as Ben. He's been here a long time. They don't have to reduce the plays. I'm like, but he can't make the throws, so what does it all matter? I I don't quite get their affection towards the guy. He's just a big, tall quarterback. Yeah, I think they would have been better off going in another direction and grabbing a different backup. And there's some guys out there they're going to grab. There's there's a couple of decent backups out there. Even change it up with Geno Smith, maybe, right? I mean, I think Geno Smith's probably even better than him. Uh, you know, he'd bring at least some legs, you know, to the position. Yeah. Ben's not what I would call a mobile quarterback, and Landry Jones is even less mobile. So, they would definitely – RG3 would have been a better pickup. Uh, Oswald would have been a better oh, pickup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's yeah, definitely some improvements for guys that you're not asking them to be a starter. But they'll probably start a couple games. Ben misses at least two a year, so just the way it is. And looking around the league, obviously Jacksonville got a lot better. They added a lot of defense, and uh, I mean, obviously the Cook, New England getting Brandon Cook right is a big move, and then yeah. also signing Gilmore the corner. The rich just get richer there. And yeah, they're a good team. They're gonna they're gonna compete again. They're, if every AFC team. That's who you're looking at to get to the Super Bowl. You know, barring anything dramatic happens, Brady's out for the year, and Belichick decides to retire. If that doesn't happen, that's the team to beat. It, it's really that simple. Your division, Bell, and then the yeah, Le'Veon Bell said if he wasn't hurt, they would have won. They would have beat the Patriots. That's nice that he thinks that. <laughs> 
they weren't dominating or doing great while he was playing. But he, to his defense, he came in the game hurt. But I still think they would have needed Martavis Bryant, something else on offense, or Darius Green, something else on offense to be able to beat them besides Brown and a hurt ball. It just It was not enough. You know, coming into the game, that was the reality of it. Yeah, no, you're right. That, that, there's no way around that. That, but I, I think you know. Plus, Jarvis Jones is a free agent. You think he stays put? Jarvis Jones. Are they iffy on him? Like you know, whether he's really what they thought he would be or not. So, if they really liked him, he'd be signed. That's to any stealer. You know how it goes. Steelers are one of those organizations. It's like when they cut somebody, it's like you wonder, like they know what they're doing. It's almost like they like the Spurs. I can kind of compare them to like the Spurs in the NBA. Like know when they, when they get rid of the guy and they always know exactly, you know, they just, have, they just run so smoothly. Like, it, it, like you can never question an organization like that. Yeah. That's why, I know, got, that's why I got to say, I'm sorry, that's why I got to say as a Dolphins fan, I'm very happy because it looks like they finally got, got people in place that have a plan. And this guy, Gates, you know, started keeping his own players. You know, they made a lot of good mm-hmm. signings, right? They kept Rashad Jones, they locked down. They signed Stills. They kept Tim Branch, who was very good for them last year. And then they added mm-hmm. Timmons. They added Lawson, Nate Allen. They traded for Hayes. They added Fasano and Julius Thomas. So the team's doing stuff to get better. And, you know, they didn't go out and – spend crazy like they've done in the past either on like one or two big guys. They've spread the money around and filled and they've filled a lot of holes. And, you know, they they really did. I got to say, they really did a great job and they're not done yet. It, it, they really, they, right. it's one of the best off seasons they've had in a while. And it's refreshing. It's, it's actually refreshing to have a team with something with a plan in place. You know, it, it, yeah. it's, you know, nice it's a harsh a harsh thing for any team. You draft guys, you, you, you pick up young players and you give up on them in two years. If you keep doing that as a franchise, guaranteed you will get nowhere. The odds of getting lucky, of just signing a bunch of guys that happen to play good together that year, it doesn't work that way. It, it works, as you were just saying, your team drafts somebody that's been around two years, two, three years, and you want to keep them on the team. They, they know the system. They're playing well in the position. And you have to start to think, what do we need around them? And let it build. Yeah. Three, four seasons later, you're in the play, you're in the postseason. You're competing for a Super Bowl, or you're winning your division. If you stay in a mode and like Cleveland Browns, where you're just switching guys out every two years, you're not you're not getting anywhere. You have to have a core that you you say to yourself, "We drafted right. Let's build around them." Maybe they weren't a superstar the rookie year, but maybe you saw enough in three seasons. You know, you, otherwise you're just developing guys for other teams. Yeah, and three seasons later, they're a star on the Patriots or a star on, on the Dolphins or a star someplace else because you you aren't willing to re-sign your own guys. You do have to look at each position and say, hey, who's playing well? Re-sign them. You know, so you're not worried about every single position. Yeah, like the Browns are, are the worst, like right now that I see. Like their whole fiasco, I know you guys are talking about it, from Johnny Menzel to no quarterback to Oswald to less get hosed, as you were saying, with the Patriots for Garoppolo. Yeah, Garoppolo. That's amazing, What makes you think he's great? 
That's yeah, what, what, I, they, what I thought about. That's that. what I'm trying He's to say. He's in a what great system with a great coach. Oswald yeah. might do well there. You know, how do you, how do you judge the Patriots' backup? He's he's playing yeah, probably the best coach team in the NFL. You really you can't. That's exactly right. You even seen it I when would, he got hurt. The other guy came in, Brissett, and he was winning. So it it, it don't matter who they put in. It really don't. Right. Probably make Landry Jones not a winner. <laughs> they make Landry Jones a winner probably. He would he would do. I I would bet you Oswald would do okay on that team. Yeah. They would look at his abilities, and he's, he kind of looks like a flop right now, but they would look at his abilities, get him to play within this system. He'd do better than he's done in the past, guaranteed. So it's like, I, I'm thinking, what are the Browns even thinking? You might as well, you, you traded for this guy, Oswald, you got him, just play him. And the Browns are in prime position. I mean, they got, like we talked about, nine first or second rounders in the next two years, and they got 22 picks in the next two drafts. I mean, if they did the right thing, they could actually build a nice foundation here in these next two drafts. But you can't trust that Cleveland's going to do that. No, they're going to trade draft picks for Johnny Manziel's. Like, yeah, yeah, they're going to get Garoppolo and get Ross. Yeah. Let me trade two and you got to figure something's going to work. Back. You gotta figure something's in the works because there's no way Belichick would have traded a one and a three for Cooks if he didn't think he was getting these picks back somewhere else. Because that's just not how Belichick operates. Right. So he has to be thinking in his mind he's getting these picks back somewhere. I'm clean. <laughs> Which I'm fine. Listen, if they traded a third rounder or a fourth rounder for him, okay, whatever, you could live with that. But they're trading like a one and a two. That's that's unacceptable. I mean, that people should get fired over that. You, you're trading a guy who played two yeah. and a half games. He got knocked out of one of the games, and, 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 you know, and he's out for the season pretty much after that until the playoffs. I mean, are you kidding me? You're gonna give this guy's causing so much of a of a of a commotion, you know? And you're trading a guy that played a season for the Broncos, pretty much, right? You know, yeah. and then Manning came in and got the Super Bowl, but he played that season. So you're trading a more experienced quarterback, and then a guy that played for Texas all last year, the less experienced quarterback that filled in for Brady a couple. Like, at some point, step back, and, you know, as a franchise and say, what are we doing? You might as well bring Johnny Manziel back. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Anything but him. Well, sign Tebow. Get him off the Mets roster. Yeah, get him out of get him off the Mets, please. And then what do you think about the Jets signing? Yeah, no, you're right. What do you think about the Jets possibly signing Cutler or RG three? I I would say they need the durability, so Cutler probably can take a better beating than RG three. You know, you always gotta look at your offensive line. And if they're not playing well, you do reach a point. Doesn't matter who's on the roster. So, and the Jets cut their best one, Mangold, right? So, yeah, <laughs> you want to go there? Your know, RG three, he's not the type that should be taking hits. Is he ain't gonna last? He'll right. be knocked down quick. Is he a foolish franchise to say, "Well, he's, he's mobile and our offensive line that good will run it, run his way out of trouble. He won't last three games." 
you're actually the guy who can take hits if your offensive line isn't that good. Yeah. So like I you said, I mean, obviously Cleveland waived, Cleveland cut RG3, but, like, even Cleveland, like, they're a mess. I mean, Pryor was their best offensive player last year, and they let him leave on a one-year deal. I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing. They must really be in shambles for him to leave. You know, something that he finally broke out. He had his breakout year, you know. Right. It's funny, like, with yeah. Jeffrey, too. Like, Jeffrey, I could see why Jeffrey left the Bears. But I'm surprised he only signed a one-year deal. This guy, everybody thought was going to get such a big contract. The receiver market just wasn't there this year. Right. It really wasn't because these guys didn't get anything. And then you still have all these running backs out there, Peterson, Charles, Lacey, Murray, Blunt, right? So nobody's going near the running backs either. That's true. Isn't D'Angelo's contract up too? His future in Pittsburgh, yeah, I'm presuming they released some other running back they had signed end of the year last year that they're bringing back, but he's out there. And I, I think he's a good running back. If I was a Giants, I would have considered him. Played well for yeah, him. Yeah, as a backup, right? Yeah, the Giants definitely need another running back. So the Giants' problem is the cat, they don't have the cap space right now. Yeah. That's their biggest issue right now, the Giants. Oh. They might depend on a, a passing game. They did struggle so on the ball. This is the time of year, right, where, you know, it's all, this is, uh, you know, football, this is a big time for football, free agency, and then the draft coming. Now, looking now, Pittsburgh don't really have much cap space left. They only got six and $6.7 million left to spend. So, yeah. you know, that's why Pittsburgh ain't going to do much. You know, their main thing was locking Brown and trying to lock Bell down right now. So that's really their top focus right now. They're not really thinking about anything else at this point. No. They'll fill their holes in the draft. They'll fill their draft picks. Next year they'll be looking at quarterback is what I'm going to presume. It's not this year. You know what? Draft, maybe the draft one this year, maybe in the third, fourth round, if you see somebody they like, you know, like a Brad yeah. Tyer out of Miami or something. It might not be a bad guy to start grooming, you know, behind them. So, yeah, like you said, now might be the time to start grooming somebody for the next couple of years. Have a guy work behind Ben for two, three more years, you know? And Ben might not even play yeah. three more years, you know? Ben, there's a good chance Ben ain't even going to play three more years. Yeah, after the kind of scare he put to the, the team already. So thinking about playing that. Yeah, year, that was. I think that was just a hint to the franchise. You know, don't expect me to be around four or five more years. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. He's a great quarterback, but he's taking a beating, and I won't blame any player. You know, after they've made their money for leaving this game with all the concussion syndrome and all that stuff, and. If you can leave with your head right and you're not limping and you made your money, get out of the sport. It's it's a tough sport. Yeah, and he could definitely leave with that. I mean, he's won Super Bowls. He's been a great player. You know, so Ben walking away, he's accomplished what he needs to accomplish. You know, he he don't need have nothing yeah. else to prove. You know, so. But you know, sometimes the guy just loves football. He don't want to walk away, right? So that those are the guys that stay long. They're the guys that just can't walk away. Like, we know how hard it must have been for Peyton Manning to walk away. Here was a guy we thought would probably play till he was 50, the way he loved football, Peyton Manning. You know, if he didn't get hurt. It, it, no, that's, that's true. That's what you're looking at with Brady right now. Like, 
Brady wants to go. It don't look like Brady wants to go anywhere. He, you know, he's not slowing up. So as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, he's healthy enough to keep playing. And I, I, but I at some point, 40 playing. years old, it's got to catch up with you at some point, right? You would think. 40 years old, you're one good shot from realizing you're 40. <laughs> one Phenomena Sue. One, one bad hit from Sue, and that, that could be it, right? You laugh, but it's true. <laughs> it is I can true. recover like a 27-year-old at 40. It's just like, not like happening. If he puts the hit on him that he put on Garoppolo last year when he knocked Garoppolo out. <laughs> It'll make him think about it. And it was a clean hit on <laughs> Garoppolo. It'll make Brady think about it. Yeah, for I mean, sure. You'll, you'll, I don't care how old you are, you're going to feel that hit. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I want to thank you for calling in as always. All right, you got football, it. Football and baseball is always great jobs, and uh, we'll look forward to more of this next week. All right, Mojo. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Alan from Old Bridge calling in, talking to always, as always, Dr. A, football and baseball, excellent. You know, just an excellent segment with him all the time. He gives excellent, excellent analysis on everything, as always. So, great job, Alan. Got 15 minutes, a little less than 15 minutes left in the show. We are going to hit the phone lines again. Foley from Pinebush, what's going on? Hi, Mojo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, it's cold up here. How about down there in Jersey? Yeah, it's pretty cold here. I mean, it snowed yesterday. It's uh, you know, it's cold, definitely cold here. I haven't been out yet yeah. today, but you know, after the show, I'm gonna get out. You know, gotta go to go some stores and stuff. So what's going on? Uh, no, I'm just uh, waiting for baseball to start because it's kind of boring on TV. There's nothing you, on. And have you been watching um, I agree with that other quote. I think it was two callers earlier who said, you talk too much football. I know you have to, maybe because I don't understand football that much, but well, I'm just excited that baseball is going to start in a couple of weeks. Signing everywhere. It's a big week. That's why. Football's taking center stage this week because there's yeah. a lot going on. It's, you know, a lot of the big names. Just so you know, though, the Mets are on TV at 1 o'clock on SNY. Today? Yeah, they're playing the Nationals at 1 o'clock. So, oh, good. Know. I'm going to it goes on another oh, another 15 minutes. Good. 15 minutes, yeah. So they're on that Okay, very wide. good. Thank yeah. you. Um, I wanted to say something else, and I forgot. I'm just looking forward to the baseball with all the pitches because they're really all good. And what do you think about, um, I guess, Matt Harvey? He's, he's yeah, he's looking good. He's looking has- healthy, you know. He is. You think he'll make it the whole season without getting hurt? Yeah, I mean, we got to hope. I mean, listen, there's no guarantees on anything, obviously. But he does look good. He looks healthy, looks strong. You know, obviously his velocity's a little down, but it's early in, in spring training. I mean, Syndergaard and DeGrom look great. Yeah. You know, and Matt and Wheeler look good. But really, Harvey, if Harvey comes back and, you know, you're looking at one of the best staffs in the league. I mean, if these guys stay healthy, obviously, I mean, look what they got. I mean, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, Max is pretty, and Wheeler is pretty an impressive five. A lot of teams wish they had those five. You know, with the age, you factor in how the age and 
the talent they have. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at. I mean, if they if they all stay healthy and and last, they have a good shot at the World Series this year. They're pitching. Of course they do. And they're one of the teams that are being predicted. You know, obviously the Braves, the Cubs are the favorite. But then you have, you know, the Mets. You know, obviously the Nationals, the Mets. You have the Dodgers. You have the Giants. You have good teams. There's a lot of good teams in the National League. You know, so you know it's going to be an interesting race for sure. But if the Mets pitch and stays healthy, the Mets definitely have as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, but they, it is pretty good. I mean, last year all their pitchers got hurt. <clears throat> they were injured and out, and uh, and they managed as far as they did last year. You know. Yeah, they so still made the playoffs. So this year they'll go all the injuries. way, and I can't wait until Once it starts. Like hit. I says, I'm good, just so. a Met fan, so I root for all these other teams. But, uh, yeah, I just want the Mets to do good, especially that they're all young. Most of them are young. And uh, I really started liking this team about two or three years ago. And uh, they're doing really good, and I'd love to see them go all the way this year. It's, it's going to be an yeah, exciting listen, year. That would, that would be nice. You know, we can only yeah. hope. So we got to start off first and stay healthy and try to, you know, get through the season, you know. Yeah, I heard it's a big time right now for basketball, too. Yeah, right? college, it's, uh, uh, the tournament. Uh, oh, it's March college? Madness. Yeah, because I, they uh, put a, a notice uh, on my soap opera that they may oh, uh, preempt two, them because two, of yeah. the basketball tournament. Oh, yeah, Channel it's 2. college yeah, basketball the they're talking about. Yeah, for the next couple of weeks, Channel 2 will be, yeah. uh, will be uh, doing it. So, okay. They Listen, they have a nice year. weekend. Bundle up. And, Thank you. Uh, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Hopefully, Without I have something Thank to say you. about Thanks the for baseball. Okay. okay. One week closer Thank to the you. baseball, Bodie. Bye. You too. Bye. Bodie from Pine Bush calling in, talking some baseball. Yeah, she's looking forward to baseball starting. So you know, we get, as we get closer to that. So, yeah, as we close in the show, I mean, it's been a great show. Obviously, we covered a lot of football today, did a lot of great football segments. Obviously, with PDD and Doodoo Brown earlier, and Dr. A, we talked some baseball as well with Padman and uh, Mike, Magic Mike. So, it was a good show. Foley from Pinebush just calling in. So, we had a lot, of, a lot of action today. Obviously, just want to remind everybody, obviously, we're running short on time, so we can't get fully into the college, but... Obviously, the March Madness bracket next week. We'll really get to dive into it really next week because we'll be right in the middle of the tournament. So next week we'll definitely be told. We'll even be on the air next week during some of the, the early games on Saturday. So that'll be fun. And uh, so we'll really be diving into that. But don't forget the March Madness bracket challenge that's coming this week. As always, the Mojo Bracket Challenge, like last year, we gave out a nice prize last year, the basketball, the college basketball, and the authentic college basketball. And we'll be doing something nice this year. I'll announce the gift during the week or next week on the show I'll talk about, but I'll post it on my Facebook what the gift's going to be as well. But it'll be a lot of fun. And last year we had, like, a lot of, you know, we had a lot of entries last year, so I definitely hope for that, as well as the the Mojo Co-Host Award. And I'm trying to give. I'm giving away a, a lucky one. Lucky fan could win a, a chance to co-host the show with me one day on April 8th. You, I'm going to select the winner on April 1st live on the show. And uh, so, if they get entries in, definitely keep sending them to my inbox. 
or text me, just say you're in, you know, you're in the sweepstakes and you got a chance to be a random poll on April 1st. Just like I said, all I ask is that you could commit to three hours of the day, April 8th, to the show, and, you know, you just like talking sports. Really, that's all you need to do. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we got a lot. We got baseball shows coming up. We got the fantasy baseball show coming up. We're going to have the, the baseball special, the season preview special. Also going to have, you know, just cover all that baseball stuff leading up to the start of the season. And obviously, in April the 27th, we have the big draft show live the Thursday night while they're on, while the first round's going on. And then Saturday, obviously, Saturday morning, we'll be recapping the first three rounds and then doing the rest of the draft. be joined by PDV, Dudu Brown, and Khalif Taylor for that. So that'll be a lot of fun, as always. So I do want everybody to enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, next week, we'll be talking more baseball, more free agency, NFL. We'll see what happens this week, trades and free agency. We'll be doing March Madness. And then definitely be diving more into the NBA and NHL next week as well. Everybody have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week.